Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And I'm Fletcher. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I, and as you heard, Fletch, are discussing season nine of Supernatural. Uh, if you're a patron and you're on our Discord, you know Fletch because he is our local penis. That's correct. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what the, true. what the joke was, but I renamed him Penis like right when the Discord started, and it's been that way since forever. Oh, I remember what the joke was because I'm going to tell this story. <laughs> I was talking about how Discord's integration at the time sucked with Patreon. It's like, no, I'm I'm never going to change my user color. I'm always going to be the last white dude here. Oh, yeah. White is your just standard thing. And somehow you took this and decided that you were going to rename myself, yourself, and I think like three other people. So I come back in the morning and I'm now posting as penis. I can't change the name because an admin has done it. And you just popped up and went, holy shit, what did I do last night? I was drunk. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like me. That's, yeah. That sounds all very accurate. Well, uh, I remember, Jeremy, you changed my name when I made my, my profile picture uh, Aragorn from Lord of the Rings. You turned my name into Smeagol, just to fuck with that's, me. Which that's was a good one. true. I did, I did do that. Uh, I think you were Glistening Hunk Sword at the time. I was. That's yeah, right. Glistening that's Hunk right. Sword. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, that was, yeah, that, the Patreon Discord is a good time, everybody. Come come join the Discord so <laughs> oh, that yeah, I can right. mock you. I think right now uh, Niz is Ska Lover 69 because she confessed to loving Ska. <laughs> so have fun with that. Um, did you know, Chris, did you know that you, there's a... That Scottoo network that we found in the in the in the in the Straight Bops channel the other day, uh, you can just commission them to make ska covers of songs. Oh, well, Jesus. I didn't. I didn't. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm going to do that to carry on my wayward son because I haven't oh, looked no. at the price yet. But it's in the back of my head. So <laughs> all right. <laughs> I can never let one of my longtime friends find out about this. <laughs> yeah, I, I found that out because as soon as we found, as soon as someone started posting that channel. Uh, weirdly enough, Austin Walker had commissioned that dude to do something and was posting about it. And I was like, what the fuck is oh, happening? No. Why is Austin Walker commissioning <laughs> a, 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 a remix of, I can't even remember the name of the song now. Uh, probably some anime mech thing, if I had to guess. But uh, yeah, a ska version of Yeah, knowing him, shit. it was Char's theme. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. I recognize the title of the song, but I didn't know the actual song. So I guess I've just seen people post about it before. Anyway, we are we are far off the topic of Supernatural. Fletch, thank you for, for joining us on the podcast. We, uh, you and I talked about you coming on for Season 9 when we started the podcast, like way back when everybody on the Duckfeet Slack was we was dominating the movie chat with it what was what was that story why did we why did we come to this conclusion that you needed to be on the season 9 feedback episode so this is how this went when you started this podcast i started listening to it uh, a few episodes in i went back for you know the racist truck one and the pilot but i was talked into watching the racist truck episode first then I did the pilot for a little context, and then I was just, every time someone would suggest the worst episode possible, I would jump on that. So someone's like, yeah, there's this uh, backdoor pilot that fucking sucks, and I watched that, and your show was in the middle of season two at the time, so I watched that episode not knowing there were angels, that uh, multiple regular characters existed, and because of that, I misinterpreted the bit at the end where they're like, 
oh yeah, Cass has found Metatron's sword and the first blade, and we're gonna. I'm like, oh, they have some lady friend, and they're we're all gonna deal with like the fallout of angels are all dead or something. It's like, oh, this sounds cool. <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, I want to join in on that. And then, uh, you know, maybe like two months later, because you guys were chugging through the series at that point, it's like, oh, angels exist in this show. Shit. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> it's an interesting journey. That's a really interesting interpretation of where things might have been in that episode. <laughs> well, all they said was, Cass found the blade. We're going to yeah. find Metatron. <laughs> Cass sounds like a female name. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. think like a Cassandra. Oh, Cass, Castiel, or, that's yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's um it's been a wild ride. Uh and thank you for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Yeah. This, this is the third angel-based series I'll be covering this year already. So <laughs> this is a trip. <laughs> Those angels are really getting around. <laughs> angels are sluts. You heard it on Monster of the Week. Not cool. Wow. Chris, wow. how are you today, man? How how are you doing? I'm doing good. You know, uh, I like to, I think I've complained about this probably on previous uh, feedback episodes. Def- definitely. It's it's hot now. It is summer. It's summer all over the world or in the Northern Hemisphere and I'm feeling it. So I'm getting a little toasty. That's how I'm doing. But how are you doing, Jeremy? I'm well. Uh, just, you know, weathering a little a little rainstorm that came through today, which was nice and, and cooling because it's getting a little warm back down here too. So uh, it's- As someone who lives in a desert, allow me to say fuck you for getting rain right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I lived in Phoenix my for feet, like five years. My feet are in a fire bucket, <laughs> and it's turned hot. That's no good. It's not a good situation, my man. No, uh, Chris, where where are your where are your feet right now? Do we want to have a feet check? Um, my socked feet are Ooh. just on the floor. Just, just yeah. Some, <laughs> Those cowards at Supernatural won't show you socked feet, but I will. Somebody just uh, somebody just unzipped when you said that. I guarantee you, one of our weird <laughs> listeners did. Uh, Let me tell you about my wet, dripping feet. Okay. Oh no! So we're gonna we're gonna get into this. <laughs> um. So hi, I make pornography as a side job. Yes. I have this down. <laughs> um. And not just about super. Have you ever had to write supernatural pornography before? Has that come up? I have had to write two commissions that were involving supernatural. By that time, I had heard your podcast, so I was a little more grounded. Otherwise, um, God help me for doing the research there. <laughs> I, I definitely found out some terrible things about this fandom doing the second one because I had to find out Omegaverse stuff. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I know what that is. I, I only I don't know, know Omegaverse because there's a there was some controversy where someone was trying to claim that she owned the Omegaverse stuff, and that bought all of the weird fanfic people that I follow uh, because of Don't Give Up Skeleton were like saying how goofy and hilarious that that whole situation was so I, I am just a little bit into that and i can only imagine how that would apply to supernatural and i don't want to know so yeah you can find yeah, uh you can find, you can find fletch at penis on twitter to ask him anything <laughs> <laughs> who is at penis on twitter i wonder there's got to be one right like it's probably elon musk or some shit like that like it's you know be the most just... boring person no no near automata kicked him off twitter remember oh it's true um, it's a locked yeah. account who joined in 2007. Wow. And it's just, it's, it's just a picture of a yeah. giant gold erect penis is the profile picture. <laughs> hell, so. hell fucking yeah, it is. <laughs> There's 80 you know fuckers following else? this dude, man. Uh, let's just go ahead and follow this and see if we can get the follow back and see what this account. Let's see yeah, if it for happens. Sure. For sure. Um, Reach for during, that. The, during this episode, we can read some penis tweets. Um, so... <laughs> For people that have not uh, listened to a feedback episode before, uh, we're we're going to discuss our opinions about season nine. We're going to get Fletch's opinion of Supernatural in general. Uh, We're going to 
let Fletch go after we play a couple of games of Fuck Mary Hunt, and then we'll uh, me and Chris are going to read your feedback, and we've even got some stuff to listen to on this episode, so I'm Ooh. very excited. Uh, Fletch, tell me, obviously, obviously you started watching Supernatural in the worst way possible. Um, I'm assuming you've been just kind of following along with the with Monster of the Week uh, until unless there's a specifically um, bad episode. I know you jumped ahead for some for some Scooby business, and I want to get into that later. Yes, but, I did watch the Scooby episode. Um, tell me, I about, have watched the Scooby episode more than anything else in Supernatural. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but tell me about like super watching Supernatural for the first time in in 2017, 2018, 2019. So I've basically only cherry-picked along with a couple of big episodes as we go. Uh, the secret is I don't watch much of it just because of my free time being a horrible nightmare. So if something sounds really good, I'll do season openers and closers. But um, I did watch all of this season knowing I was going to be a guest. However, because of the way things lined up, I actually didn't get to see Bobby until the season nine premiere. <laughs> Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> none of the stuff I none of you motherfuckers told me he was the guy from um Deadwood. John from Cincinnati. Oh, John from Yeah, that's I wouldn't have gone there. I w- that would have not have been my first pick <laughs> as, as the local John from Cincinnati hater. I was so bitter. I was just imagining on. him as like Dale Gribble, but no, it's um I forget the actors it was like, "Damn, okay. I probably would have jumped on this sooner if I'd known that." <laughs> I also cannot Jim Beaver, yeah, he's great. Jim Beaver, thank you, Chris for coming through. Yes, thank you. That's interesting to kind of like cherry pick episodes like that, because in a weird way, this show started in that kind of format of like the X-Files format of, yeah, there's a there's a meta plot going on here. There's there's an overarching story that's building as you go. But it's also just like network TV that you might miss a few episodes of and the DVDs aren't out yet. So you just got to like watch along as you go. So how did that like experience translate in in 2017 or 2018 whatever uh because you know back in the 90s it was obviously very different now you have access to everything but does did that formula still kind of hold up obviously you have a podcast to listen to it to, to guide you but still it worked pretty well there's also the fact that i i had known fans of the series over time and mm-hmm. i did actually consider because a local business fire sailed all of the dvds up to season <laughs> 10 just picking them up for like five bucks each and going hmm but then I looked at the cover to season 10 and it actually spoiled me on the thing that we just now oh, no. got to learn. So it's like, okay, not going to keep these around the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's easy so to get that's, spoiled that's in this how fandom, I knew. for sure. Yeah, I knew the whole Dean Kane thing because he's on the cover, black-eyed and whatever. It's like, oh, <laughs> black-eyed and bushy-tailed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah black-eyed and bushy-tailed. Yeah, that's, that, that's always a, an interesting thing is just to get to completely spoiled on like a big plot point and be like how the fuck does dean turn into a demon like what is that how does that even happen mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was uh i confess that being one of the only things i knew is why i made one of the guesses i did on last year's feedback episode about oh clearly this season will be about enoch since i know that kane is coming up ah <laughs> i went um oh no I feel like, go ahead Chris. i think you were pretty accurate if i remember Last year's feedback or last oh, season's no, feedback. Oh no, I was really wrong about this <laughs> one. <laughs> Maybe it was a different season. <laughs> I, um... Maybe it was a different season. Like, I, as soon as you guys did the finale, because I would always write those before watching the finale to take a guess. And so last year it's like, oh, and suddenly it's like, uh, Metatron's the villain. We're going to start playing with Angel Wars. Everyone is kicked out of heaven. It's like, 
Oh, I was very off. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to go back and compile uh, a bunch of others and see how many, and go through them with you to go to get see how much you got accurate or not, and then uh, just kind of ran out of time. So I'm skimming the season eight document now to see if. Uh, okay, yeah. Kevin becomes the new Metatron. Yeah, just control F Enoch. Yeah, Kevin becomes the new Metatron. Wrong. Special guest star Stephen oh. Hawking. Wrong. <laughs> One episode minimum <laughs> about haunted toilets. Wrong. <laughs> 2013, so there'll be a social media episode. I don't... Was there a social media episode? I don't think that I don't think we had, so. um, yeah. We had, what's it called? Uh, Slender or whatever. It was like hashtag that, that, Slender. Yeah, that could, like that. that could probably count, right? That's yeah, well, half point. Yeah. yeah um, point. Special guest star Linda Ronstadt. I don't know where you guy came up with that one probably. <laughs> I um, think I was watching the Muppets um, and if that, that makes sense because if the Muppets are ever going to appear on Supernatural this is the year for it which was also wrong <laughs> and then finally I guess that the villain is going to be Enoch and that was also wrong. so you got half a point out of the potential yeah. of like yeah, I, six points <clears throat> like I said I wrote that down and then I listened to you guys discuss the finale and I was just like fuck <laughs> Because I really thought Metatron was just going to be sort of like Gabriel, just a character we keep around every once in a while. Oh, he's just going to be, you know, if we need some ancient bit of text, well, clearly this librarian knows. Whoops. Yeah, I think they do a pretty good job of actually setting him up like that. We talk a lot of shit about old Metatron on this podcast, but they do sort of like subvert your expectations about this dude when they first introduce him. He seems like a total nobody. And they're like, oh, yeah, by the way. <laughs> He's going to be the main villain next season. And he's such a dweeb. I think that's the, the, the yeah. thing that keeps I keep Major coming back dweeb. to. He's just, yeah. And they lead into that so hard with the the goofy kind of, like his, his little beady ferret eyes and the goofy like lacing his fingers in a self-satisfied smug face. I just, I just hate Metatron. I hate Marv so much. And that's obviously like to the show's credit that they inspired this much emotion about this this character. In, in me, to someone who was, thought he was way too jaded to care about anything anymore. So, mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing that gets me is a lot of interesting ideas were teased for this season, and then they all just kind of collapsed into nothing by the end. You have angel factions warring, and it just kind of condenses down into two. You have the whole... Mm-hmm. A preacher being used to get willing vessels for these angels, and that just falls apart to nothing. You have. I really wish the the boys had had to deal with that a little bit more directly, like having to stop what is ostensibly a good man and like not have that whole legal thing to 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 back themselves up. I think that would have been pretty interesting. But yeah, they just exploded that dude at some point. I think off screen, so he's taken care of. (laughs) (laughs) I was I was really excited going into this because like, oh, we're we're doing different stuff with the angels. What and stuff like the guys who were on Earth for the first time and just going, I I kind of like it. I will stay with the homeless people and just hide out and live a life because that's new to me. And it it only lasts one episode for most of these. Yeah, and Castiel loses his virginity. Yes, don't forget that. <laughs> yes, that, <laughs> that was a weird scene to watch. It's it, it was sure. a weird scene to talk about, definitely, <laughs> and, and to experience. It was so awkward, so super awkward. What uh, what was I mean? Like you, you spent obviously twenty some odd hours watching season nine to guest on this podcast. A requirement that everybody is going to have from now on. By the way, that's going to be absolutely. Um, did you like it? Like, did you have come out of it liking Supernatural more than just cherry picking episodes like you usually do? I think the big thing is this: 
when I cherry pick episodes, I'm guaranteed something that's going to be memorable. There's a couple of these that I just cannot think of what, if I had the list of names, I could remember it, but I'm sitting here like, okay, uh, early on we have these beats, we, some stuff happened, Slender Man, and I, I have gaps thinking on it as opposed mm-hmm. to normally where it's just like, Oh yeah, I, I really enjoyed the uh, changing channels, and then we went into the time Bobby died, and etc. Yeah, I, I did go back and fill in a couple of Bobby episodes after that premiere because it's like, oh shit, I want to see more Jim Beaver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jim Beaver's good. <laughs> it, he, it's just so. That's an actor who I don't see getting a lot of work. It's like, oh, that's why I didn't see him getting a lot of work. After John from Cincinnati, he ended up on this show as a regular yeah. for about a decade. <laughs> yeah, he was on there for a while. He was on there for a long time. Um, yeah, and also yeah. I, I think he shows up in. I know, I know he's in Deadwood, but he also shows up in Justified at some point. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Like he, he, he's all over the. He's a. He gets a lot of work, but they're not like, you know, season long arcs or anything. His character in Justified is hilarious. He's a. He's a. It's a good role. Oh God, yes. So. Oh, that's what you meant when you said you wouldn't have gone John from Cincinnati. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to think. Yeah. What else? What? It, yeah, that makes sense. Justified. I mean, De- okay. Deadwood is obvi- is the one that I think that most people would pull. Like John from Cincinnati is, and just don't even get me started on John from Cincinnati. <clears throat> Not a fan, were you? They, it felt like they canceled Deadwood and then pulled out some trash with that floating Timothy Oliphant surfing or some bullshit. I hated it. I never gave it a fair Look, shot man. either. I never gave it a, a, a big... Poor Chris. Chris has no idea what we're talking about right now. No clue. I have no clue. <laughs> um... <laughs> HBO has this thing where about once a decade, they have to put out a show that is just extremely cursed to blow its brains out so everyone else can have good luck. Oh. (laughs) So, like, John from Cincinnati was that. Life was that, you know, where we had to cancel it because we put down all these horses in an accident. Although that was was mm -hmm. luck that caused all the horses to die. Oh, luck, luck. Yeah, other (laughs) four-letter name. Yeah. Yeah. Life, yeah, life was the NBC one. You're right. Say what you want to about Supernatural. I'm pretty sure they haven't killed any horses filming it. So, yeah, probably. I don't even think that we've seen a horse yet. Have we seen a horse in Supernatural? Is, we, I don't think. What, in that Western episode where they would go in the Western episode. Yeah, yeah we yeah, definitely yeah, had yeah, a horse. Yeah, had to be there. Yeah, yeah. The other problem is if HBO swings for a cursed show and it comes alive, God help you, because there are seven seasons of Arliss. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Arliss. Chris, uh, I will, let's let's get into some supernatural chat. Let's get into your opinions on season okay. nine. Okay. I was uh, okay. when Fletch just mentioned like some early forgettable episodes. I actually pulled up the episode list, and I like I'm scrolling through it. I'm like, oh yeah, all of this stuff happened in season nine. Like it's a big, like beefy season. Like I'm I'd kind of forgotten about you know the Wicked Witch of the West, and that this is the season that Abaddon both. You know, she came back alive in this season and also died in this season. Where, where did they? Yeah, there's a there's a lot. There's yeah, a I'm lot pulling up the list now. In this early <laughs> season, that yeah is is this the one where Dean turns into a dog? Yeah, or yeah, like, absolutely. Yes, that's this season. Yeah, that's this yeah, season. That's, five. Mm-hmm. that's episode and five, right after the, the Wizard of Oz. Yep. Wow, I guess I just remember the 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 broad strokes of uh, Sam is possessed by Metatron and Dean gets the mark of Cain. Like, those are such such big arcs. Uh, Castiel's human, but, like, the little, like, one-off things have definitely blurred together a little bit. I mean, if we talked about them, I could probably remember them. Um, but you know what I was thinking, just, like, right before we started recording this? The, the overall arcs I generally tend to be more interested in when we look back. 
Um, sometimes like the episode to episode stuff, I can be a little bit more um, hard on, I guess, especially this season. I felt like I ragged on some of the, the Dean Mark Kane stuff, but I think that they do a pretty good job of whether it's intentional or not creating parallels between different characters arcs like season four sam and then season six castiel of both like gaining power that they can't control lying and betraying their friends for that power and then it all kind of blowing up in their face um and now it feels like we had a good i was going to compare season nine dean to season four sam again but i think his arc is is kind of a good parallel for season eight sam when sam was going through the god trials and they were affecting him and they weren't necessarily giving him a power but it was definitely taking a toll on him but he refused to to give up that fight and to keep pushing forward and like even though at the cost of whatever it was going to cost him dean is now doing the same thing but rather than it being for heaven it's essentially for hell he's taken the you know the dark twin to sam's path from last season and i like when they when they parallel stuff like that both of them making a choice and making a sacrifice to accomplish a goal. For Sam, it was close the gates of hell. For Dean, it was to be able to kill Abaddon and Metatron and all the other baddies. Um, and the ways that it affected both of them. Because Season 8 left Sam basically dead. <laughs> basically <laughs> ready to die. Uh, and the only way that he was able to be saved was becoming an angel, essentially. Because an angel inhabited him. And now we've gone through this same arc with Dean, where the only way that he can be saved is to literally become a demon. Um, and not that's not... He isn't being like Crowley didn't make him a demon to save him, whatever he became a demon as part of what he did. But um, it still kind of serves that same arc where we have one ending up with an angel inside of him and one ending up as a demon. So it's an interesting parallel. And it's it's fun because uh, both of them thought that they had no other choice to do this. They both thought that they were the only ones that could do this. And both of them have learned the, uh, the hard lesson, which they'll have to learn probably six or seven more times by the time the series yeah. ends. <laughs> we got a few more seasons. That left. it's going to blow up spectacularly in their face when they play with this weird yeah. ass magic bullshit. And uh, that's one thing that Supernatural is really good at is just like having these boys learn these lessons and then um, forget them by the next. Day. No, and have them just like <laughs> and have the, like the, the amount of consequences for playing with this stuff for getting the mark of Cain like they just don't think about it and it comes back to bite them in the ass every time and it's it's enjoyable seeing it like the we talked about it in the finale episode him waking up with the black eyes is a hell of a, f- a finisher like hot, mm-hmm. hot damn mm-hmm. flesh I mean obviously you knew that was coming but like were you waiting for the entire episode like did you realize it was going to be the last two seconds basically before you saw that? I thought there would be more of it I definitely thought it was going to come in very because yeah that is cliffhanger is a good moment but you know, come to think of it, that it does explain why you would put it on the box for the next season. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, this is where we started. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's one other thing I want to throw out about this season, looking at the episode list. There was a theme that kept running through this and getting dropped over and over of side characters trying to get their own storyline. Garth almost making a family. Jody adopting a kid. Uh... Kevin's mother sort of taking the ghost yeah. and, like, making a clean break. All, all this stuff just popping in every few episodes and then never coming up again. Castiel almost having a family for a second. but Yeah, not. it's it's one of the, like, great strengths and great weaknesses of Supernatural. Later Supernatural is they fill the world with characters that you're really interested in and that you want to know more about. 
but due to the constraints of the show, we never end up seeing half of them again. Um, we were introduced, or we, we were reintroduced to a lot of great people. Like you said, we had Garth. We had um, uh, Sheriff Jody and her new kind of, like, adopted daughter. We had uh, Felicia Day showed up a few times. Like, we, we have these characters who we want to see more of. And I get, like, you know, Kevin's mom comes back, and Kevin's already dead, so we're not going to see her again, but it's still just that memory of, hey, that was a great character, that was a great member of the supporting cast, and we don't have them anymore, and that kind of sucks. And then and then they and brought I back the ghost spacers, thing... <laughs> and this whole thing falls and apart. And then they brought back the ghost spacers. <laughs> and that really makes that pilot suck, because it's like, we have all these potential ideas, yeah, and then we stuck a bunch of nobodies in a place mm. we're never going to be allowed to go again because we've just scorched the earth on Chicago. Yep. Right, right. <laughs> they, I mean, it would have been cool to even have them invent a character episode three or four of this season and then bring them back for that bloodlines. Like, that's the person that they're going to focus on. Even putting one more episode to seed who that person was what would have made it more interesting. I'm going to throw out a different idea for that. You just have to do what you had happen on the X-Files and a few other long-form shows, or if you'll let me go nerdier, uh, Superman. You do five minutes at the end of an episode showing this thing that you have no idea what it is, and it's, yeah. <clears throat> you know, the kid or, like, some rando in Chicago, and then we build up to that episode over time yeah. with more context. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, that's a really interesting idea. Yeah, I could, I could be you down can't with tell me you couldn't like have that. cut a couple of minutes from a few of these episodes just to build. Oh, for sure. <laughs> just, I mean, take out one, uh, like, long lingering brother glance and, from each episode. <laughs> no, we're not, we're not sacrificing the lingering brother we're not, we're not, Okay, okay, we'll, fi- we'll figure something out. <laughs> Here, um, we'll leave Castiel's virginity ambiguous. Yeah, sure, yes, and then we've yes. got one. Yes. Let's, let's take out uh, Dean, like, talking off a group of virgins. How about that? Was that this season? I feel, we don't need I feel it. like that, that was that this season. season? <laughs> I can see Jensen Ackles with my eyes. I know everyone's horny for him. You don't have to show me. Yeah, you know, talking about the uh, the side characters, I do want to give a special shout out because this is the season that introduces Donna, and um, yeah, Donna. even though we don't really traffic in spoilers on this, uh, we did cover Wayward Sisters, and I don't think it's any kind of a spoiler to to say that she's going to be back and in a big way and get better and better. But like she was, she was great from the beginning. Like it, that could that character could have been a whole other problematic thing of like just a series of fat jokes or whatever. And um, even though they did like. That was her plot. Like she started out like, "Oh, I'm my husband doesn't like me because I'm too big. Like I have to lose weight." Like she still like overcame that, and in the future is a really great character. So I'm I'm pretty stoked mm-hmm. that they that this was the season that did it. Now I was trying to think why why did like Joe and Ellen seem so memorable in those early seasons? Because they're not in very many episodes. <laughs> you know, they're like six in, like, episodes. I remember counting like, like, and going maybe Are you like, maybe six. <laughs> like, but I think because when they're in an episode. They're doing something that's important, they're, or they're establishing something important. But the episodes really like ingratiate them into them, like they feel important to what's happening. Um, and back then, we didn't have as many supporting characters, so it, like most of the time, it literally was just Sam and Dean meeting randos and like fighting a ghost in the woods or something. So whenever, even though it might be only six times in five seasons, when we came back and we saw Joe or Ellen again. Um, or the dude with the mullet whose name is escaping me right now. Uh, it felt like, oh, we're coming home. Like, these boys are coming home. They're seeing familiar faces. Um, so I'll throw out another thing related to that. I think part of it is that we always saw status quo change for them off screen. Mm-hmm. 
Sort of like how Dean and Sam are different from season to season, events are happening. Every time we went back to Joe and Ellen, there was constantly some new rift. They had had things off screen. They might not have been as comfortable with one another. Maybe they were a little miffed, and part of it was mirroring the boys, but you also got the sense that Garth is doing things off screen. Oh, he's setting himself up as the new Bobby. Uh, Charlie's doing things off screen. Well, clearly I'm not just hiding. I'm kind of honing my skills and sort of ingratiating myself into this world. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that happens. Yeah. The NPCs were updating their dialogue options when you left town and came back. Um, it's <laughs> like, on, that's a, honestly, that's a really great point that when you came back there, it always felt like the boys were stepping back into their lives. Where sometimes I think, and I can't even think of an example of this, which is probably a good thing. It felt like, um, here's a character, like, here's Kevin, who, like, Kevin, like, is an interesting character that they didn't always do a lot with, because it was just like, yeah, Kevin is, um, he's still, he's still on the houseboat, um, excuse me, the, it's the safe houseboat, That's what the safe talking. houseboat, yeah. um, and he is still reading the, his books, and he still looks like shit, because, uh, he's not allowed to do anything but read, because we and, are emotionally and physically abusing this poor child that we have kidnapped, yeah. <laughs> because he's the prophet of the Lord, and we need him to be able to translate an angel tablet, yeah, the Winchesters are good people, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that might be part of why Kevin's mother feels more interesting at times, because she's doing things we don't see, and we get a little of that implication. Yeah, yeah. Even if some of it is, I'm going to punch Crowley's teeth down his fucking throat for this. Right. Which is also, like, super great, like, to have that kind of surprising amount of energy from from a lady on this show especially an older woman that's like just literally going to punch the king of hell in the face the first opportunity she gets is great like she's i think i actually came out liking her more than kevin from season nine which is a weird thing to say that's kind of my point yeah he's he's very stuck in place and she has an arc Mm -hmm. and he's in half the episodes well, let's uh, let's talk about some of our uh, favorite episodes from the season. Uh, Flesh out. Well, which which is the one that sticks out to you as like the one that you had the most fun watching, or the one that entertained you the most? The one I had the most fun watching was absolutely the Wizard of Oz episode because there's just so many ideas packed into that. Amelia mm-hmm. Earhart, Wizard of Oz is real. We're playing around with Charlie. There's all these secrets hidden in this bunker that the boys haven't touched. It it was great. It was imaginative. It broke from the formula, and I enjoyed it. But I also like... And this is one of those things where I really wish we did more to build the season plot, or... Like I was saying, we we had the podcaster... The podcast preacher trying to get people possessed by angels, make hosts for them. (laughs) Things like that. Stories that could have been background. I I wish they had built more with that. And part of what I liked about Stairway to Heaven is the idea that over time you have the, well, the idea is angels seeing the tactics of real world zealots. Angel suicide bombers is an interesting concept in a literal holy war. Mm -hmm. And it only goes in one and a half episodes. Yeah, right. But I loved that idea because, especially getting Reapers and other supernatural beings involved, what is the effect of all this coming to Earth? 
Yeah, there's a lot of really interesting stuff like that that gets brought to the table in this season. And uh, yeah, not all of it gets followed through on, which is disappointing. I hope that that's something that they can they can work on in future seasons is to like to tighten the screws on those interesting ideas because they do pump a lot of interesting stuff into these seasons. Well, it's like the I, it's it's similar to like Crowley's run uh, with humanity, right? At the end of season eight, you he was like seventy nine percent turned human, <clears throat> and he kind of battles mm-hmm. through that. He battles with that throughout season nine, and it's never like it's it's called out a couple of times, and like there's definitely like it parts of it where is it explicitly plot, but for the back half of season nine, it's almost like he's just dealing with it in the background, and you're kind of fuzzy on if he's actually is still addicted to human blood or not. And I think that's that's good. Like having that through line between the episodes is, is makes it really really tight, and that's something that Supernatural has gotten better about, but is still not great with is having those mm-hmm. kind of. Having specific, consistent characters with consistent story arcs that aren't the A plot or the B plot. It's kind of weird that a season about angels gives more time to Crowley than Castiel. Was that just me? I feel like, yeah, Crowley was around a lot, which like we're not complaining about, but it definitely, I mean, yeah, it was screaming, where's Castiel? I, I was about to say, <laughs> we can't forget Castiel about Castiel is guys. not around. <laughs> I, I did not expect that going in, because I'm just thinking, oh, well... Clearly, this is the year we're going to focus on. He's a human boy. No, no, it's it's the Crowley show. Yeah, it's it's. There was a lot of Crowley for an angel episode for an angel season specifically. Um, although mm-hmm. the Castiel that we did get, like when he finally shows up, it's like he's it's some of his best. But I think the show was really struggling with the budget at this point. Like I just think they were trying to save money and didn't want to have a yeah. all powerful yeah. angel throughout most of the episode. Like, and that's a, even that's something the supernatural is going to be struggling with for a long time, which is like, Hey, we want this show to be about these two boys, but it, like it, they're really good when they have these people around them. We, we just, but we really just want it to be about the two boys, but everybody loves Castiel and Bobby. Like, what are we going to do? So, I think I think Jared Padalecki recently said, like for the last season, one of his hopes is to just see different combinations of characters mm-hmm. um, at and together, like that you don't normally see because he thinks that everybody's more interesting when they have new people to talk to or like unusual pairings. Like even Sam and Castiel in this season felt like an unusual pairing, and it was great. A lot of it was really great, um, and even seeing Castiel on his own doing things like. It, how great would it have been to see Castiel run into Jody or run into Garth or somebody yeah. and be like, "Hey, uh, like I know the Winchester." Castiel and Garth would be great, right? Oh my just God. these two absolute knuckleheads just off doing something. Now I want that. That's, that's see, those are the kind of things that, as much as I was really happy, I think I remember us really liking the um, the Castiel like I'm a human wandering around episode. I think we liked that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but and as much as that was great, how great would it have been instead of losing his virginity if he teamed up with some you know other random person that we know from the cast? Um, I, I think that that could have, even if it's just like it was serendipitous and they didn't realize that they both knew each other or something, you know. Um, it just that that's the kind of stuff I would love to see. Chris, what's your uh, what's your standout episode from season nine? Season nine, man, that's hard to remember because, um, like you said, so many have kind of blurred together. What, what I first thought of, honestly, was the first episode of the season. When it felt like when Dean was in the hospital, there's that scene where like everything starts exploding because the angels are like trying to find Sam or whoever's there. I remember feeling like there was some real intensity there. It felt like a really great set piece because we hadn't seen a hospital in like that kind of setting since like season two when John was in the hospital or Dean was in the hospital rather. Um, And that just took me back to that. And then meanwhile, you have Sam going through his like is like death dream or whatever with Bobby, you know, pulling him back. I don't know that that's for whatever reason. That's what I thought of. 
I'm a, I'm going to call out an episode that um, I think is probably easy to overlook, um, but it was one of my favorite episodes of the season, and it was it's called Bad Boys. This is the one where we 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 get to see a little history of young Dean being taken to oh, the, yeah. uh, that, I guess not the orphanage, but the like a home for delinquent boys or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like, number one, it's a straight up ghost story, which I can always yep. get behind in my, in my supernatural. And number two, like young Dean versus old Dean. And like, we were, we were really dealing with a bunch of brother drama in the main timeline. And then you get like this kind of look back and you realize, you know, how much Dean actually cared for, for Sam and how much he's, put on himself as a as a role of a protector how much he sacrificed to do that and the young and kid had, what's his name with the sweet ponytail yeah yeah i can't remember he the played bass name. in stephen king's band he played yeah, bass in about stephen that guy. king's band <laughs> <laughs> i don't even remember his name uh sunny uh blake gibbons sunny yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunny. um but yeah, uh, that one like it's it's maybe not my favorite episode from the season. But like when I I was skimming through the list and like thinking about the stuff that I've really enjoyed from season nine, it was like the thing that I came away from season nine with was just how well they did the brother drama this time around. Like mm-hmm, very mm-hmm. little of it was manufactured. I think that um, to some of our listeners, uh, <laughs> so to some of their. Um, some of them didn't didn't, chagrin thank you didn't quite enjoy me uh saying that sam had some extremely justifiable reasons for (laughs) shutting dean down quite a bit but like i that's the kind of shit that i get into like uh, give me some of that stuff where dean feels like he has to make an impossible choice and then sam is like it's an impossible choice yeah but you 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 can't do this like you 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 betrayed me and like i like Mm -hmm. that stuff and giving all of that brother drama, like a real concrete basis uh, it, with a real solid ghost story episode is, is it was just good. I liked it a lot. It's good shit. It is good shit. Based on you guys starting the show with things like we're going to have the secret spreadsheet and all that. I really expected a lot more artificial. <laughs> Me too. Oh, <laughs> that's why I was joking about all of that stuff. Like I really expected to have, like I had a, I had a secret spreadsheet. I probably, I mean, it's still in Google drive somewhere, but I haven't updated it. But like we went through the first three seasons and I was like, Oh yeah, they, they don't really do this very much. Like it's a surprising yeah. amount of or surprising lack of, of all of that stuff that I've really associated with the show. Yeah, there's really only one or two where it wasn't in some way justifiable by the actions of characters. You know, things like uh, my whatever Japanese spirit, Kitsune girlfriend, mm-hmm. right, and the murder thereof. That one was very silly. I'll never really yes. understand why they, they did any of that. Like, you know, Sam lying about drinking demon blood. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense, you know? Um, yeah, I'd probably hide that. Yeah, I'm, maybe, I'm maybe hiding don't it right now, brother. Right, right. <laughs> um, you know, my angel boyfriend. While we're on the job, maybe I'm not going to tell my brother about that. There's, a, you know, there's a lot to unpack there. But um, you know, there was a lot of angst I think in the early seasons, especially coming um from Sam because well, that's his girlfriend had just died and he didn't want to be in this life, and I think that caused a lot of arguments. But even back then, there weren't like secrets it was just angst it was arguments it was fighting but it wasn't secrets until you know the kitsune thing is really what comes to mind because it's just so so silly but yeah for the most part like we know we understood that dean had to lie to sam this season and that was kind of frustrating as a viewer and i think it's just like they kept stringing it along with the whole uh gadriel possessing sam um, they they strung it along because they weren't ready to shift to that arc yet, you know. Like Gadriel being inside of Sam served really very little purpose for for many many episodes. Um, 
So it just kind of makes Dean seem like a dick because we're like, yeah, we know he wants to tell Sam, but he's not. And this situation just keeps getting worse and worse. And, you know, we as the viewers are like, okay, we're ready. We're ready for this to happen now. But they needed to wait for like the midseason finale or whatever. Um, And that that kind of, I think, probably made it overstay its welcome. But otherwise, I think that it worked out pretty well. I I am extremely I'm surprised by how much I like season nine looking back. Um, like looking through all of the episode listings, like there's not really a bummer in the bunch besides the, the real obvious one with with the backdoor pilot. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's some episodes where things weren't executed well, but like I think overall, like from the start where you know Dean is in this situation having to agree to the unthinkable to save its brother to the end where all of a sudden Dean is a fucking demon out of nowhere like holy shit yeah like that's all of those arcs like dealing with the angel factions as much as I would have liked to have some more detail on some of those things and maybe less detail on others Marv um I I, I still think like overall it was a really good season especially for and I don't think you can really discount this for season nine of anything yeah yeah. I guess that's that's something we need to take into account more often they have done nine years of this show like who is like there's no way that it can be raking in the same amount of views that it did you know at season two or something like that. So the fact that they're even really still going with it, I mean, I think that that's actually wrong. I think the ratings were still at an all time high at like season five. Um, but Average yeah, that's something 2.81 million viewers per episode. So, wow. All right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's, that is, it is impressive. They're still on TV right now. <laughs> I would, uh, normally when we do this, we, we pick some top episodes and we pick some bottom episodes. Um, I, I don't really know that we need to go into the bottom episodes for this right. season because I think it's just going to be like everybody's guess. But, you know, I, I will give you the opportunity, Fletch. Is it is it not the backdoor pilot? Is, is it your worst episode of the season? I was going to say, we're just in agreement that if we discount the pilot, Metafiction sucks the most, right? Is that Metafi- the one that we made fun of the most? Yeah, right? Yeah, Metafiction. That's is- the one where Metatron pretends to be Gabriel for oh, half yeah. the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah we, were, we were pretty harsh on that one. We were pretty harsh on that one, absolutely. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because I was scrolling through all of these during part of that, and it's just like, oh, right, this sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Either, it's just <clears throat> either that one or, th- or Thin Man. Um, mm-hmm. Thin Man, just with the return of the Ghost Facers and them, like, running those characters into the ground in a way I really didn't like. Not that, like, the Ghost Facers were full of shade and subtlety to begin with but like just yeah again making them actively bad is is the last time that we had seen the ghost facers first we saw them in season one and like the boys pull a prank on them and it just shows like hey you're used to seeing ghost hunters on tv because those shows were popular at the time um and it was just like a juxtaposition for like you know these guys are real hunters out here fighting the ghosts for real these are the jokers who are pretending for the internet um and then we see them again in season three. And again, that's a great episode because we see Sam and Dean through a literal like a camera lens. We see them in a different light than we normally do because it's a found footage horror movie in a, in a, in a, a house somewhere. Um, but yeah, this time it's just like, hey, what if we did a one to one parallel of the brother drama that they were going through? Yeah, let's let's just beat you about the face with this metaphor, right? Like like it's a fucking yeah. baguette and you're just stealing my purse and I live in Paris. Like what yeah, the fuck is, sure. is are you even doing? That was a real stretch metaphor of my own right there. Um, can can I pitch you my idea for the Ghost Facers? Let's hear it. I want to let's say we do one or two episodes. Okay, they're the you know Ghost Hunter shows, but those fell out of favor. So mm-hmm. what if they keep trying to change their genres when we bring them back? I want to see the Ghost Facers pivoting 
into stupid bullshit reality show. They're going looking on things like Storage Wars to find <laughs> artifacts that have been abandoned. They get John Winchester's locker oh my at one God. point. And oh, that's how yeah, the boys absolutely. Get yeah, that's a great yeah. idea. That is a really good you idea. Have, yeah. like, by the end, we have them tie in this season because they're doing a shitty forged and fire knockoff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, we're sure. looking for the first blade. These guys are doing all sorts of research and they found documents we need. We've got to walk into their show. Mm-hmm. I want to see the ghost facers do like fear factor and just like fill themselves yeah. with it, like put themselves in a tub of tarantulas for ghost purposes for some reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or just doing uh doing like house hunters. Sure. <laughs> yes. Yes. Haunted house hunters would actually be a pretty yeah. good, pretty oh dope idea. Haunted house hunters is a real show. Oh, I'm sure oh it God. is. Yeah. That, oh that, that's, that <laughs> the portmanteau there is too, is too, too, is too valuable to overlook. Uh, let's, <laughs> Let's finish up and talk about um, our final thoughts on, on season nine, and then we'll play a couple of games, and then we'll let Fletch go. Fletch, what's your right, right. coming out of season nine? How, how do you feel about Supernatural? I'm real curious. So I knew going forward, I've had the whole time knowing part of what happened in nine because I saw the backdoor pilot and the spoiler I knew about ten with Dean as Kane. I'm completely blind. The only thing beyond this I've seen is the Scooby episode, and the only line in that that might play into things is a thing that I'm not sure is a joke. So <laughs> I'm I'm real curious. I want to know, are there any other god-awful episodes going forward I can use as half-spoiler? Someone tell me. Tell me what the bullshit in the back half of the series is. What's very exciting is I don't know. I don't think I yeah. finished season 10. I can't remember if I finished season 10. I think we're all equally blind here. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure I finished season 10 because um, something big happens at the end of season 10. And I remember like dealing with a couple of episodes of Fallout in season 11 with that. If, I, if I'm remembering my timeline correctly, which yeah. before we started the podcast, this was my autumn is out of town. Let me have a few beers and watch and watch something dumb. So could definitely be mixing that up. Um, but yeah, I... Flesh, do you have any like predictions? You want to lay it like your top prediction for season 10? So since, since you would usually write that in for us. Let's let's try this live on air. Okay, so <laughs> I I think we can't we can't do more than half a season of Demon Dean. They've got to reunite them in time. Also, he took the Impala, didn't he? Have we shown that yet? I think they say he's running around with that. No, no, we oh, don't we don't, don't really I think at the end of season nine, he's just laying in the bed, he wakes up, and Sam is in the other room, not knowing that his okay, brother is. Okay, maybe that demon. was just part of the box spoiler I recalled. Like I think they said something like Crowley and Kane are running around in the Impala now. And it's like, <laughs> that sounds like an interesting show. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we have to get out of that within the first 10, probably closer to the first five. I think we're going to get Sam and Castiel as partners for a while. Cause we can't just have Sam alone. He's got to have someone to bounce yeah, off of. He's got to have somebody to flex to his else. forehead at, you know, he can't just get yeah, flexed yeah. all alone. Can't do that in the mirror. What are you, what are you crazy? Right, right. <laughs> I'm going to guess we lose the bunker this season. Ooh, bold. Again, I only know that because of one thing in the Scooby episode. So I know it's gone eventually. Uh, I think. We're going to come out of this wrapping. There's really only one tier to escalate to. We're going to do God. Makes sense. Makes We're sense. We're just going to mm-hmm. put a bow on God this season. And finally, just because I would do this early on, 
we're going to get a Peter Gabriel themed episode title. Okay. <laughs> okay. For specific toss, but I love it. I absolutely All right. love it. Well, check Chris, back Genesis. And, yes. Chris, give me your, your season nine opinions. Season nine opinions. Okay. I think I was harsh on this episode or on the season, but overall, I remember the arcs fondly, um, even if I don't remember all of the uh, details as fondly. Um, Castiel struggling to be human is really cool, and then him kind of rising to be a leader again, even though that goes bad for him every single time. I think we got a lot of good cast stuff, you know, and he got that nut. He got that angel nut, um, and that's good for him. Um, yeah, Dean's arc, I complained about it as we kind of went along, but I like it a lot. I like the ideas of it all and i like where he ended up like demon dean is really interesting um and my boy sam holding it down you know i I wish that he could do a little bit more sometimes um he's world record for how many times he's been knocked unconscious uh i think that maybe having gadriel inside of him for some of that probably helped to heal the brain damage from all that um presumably yeah yeah um, and you know what? That just re- really reminded me that episode where Sam goes to the um, uh, the church where the nuns were. Mm-hmm. Uh, that little flashback episode. And he hangs out with that old lady. That's a great episode. That's good. Um, yeah. Overall, I think I like season nine a lot. I think it holds up better than s- seven and six, which aren't necessarily bad. Six was kind of a mess, but this was at least cohesive. Even when we were wasting time on uh, random no name angel faction people who were like, who the fuck are you? We don't care. Um, overall, I think what it's established is more interesting than what some previous seasons have done. Can I throw out one other prediction that you just reminded me of? Sure. Crowley and or Kane are going to come back and pick up Abaddon's demon factory experiments in some fashion. Interesting. I forgot uh, you were doing demon factory experiments. Yeah. 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 So many good ideas. Just like, you hey, just reminded me with the nuns. Here's yeah. an idea. <laughs> we're going to come back to that maybe or not. I don't know. Um, I, I, I feel like I've said, I've already kind of summed up my feelings. <laughs> wait, wait, saying, wait, wait, wait. What season was the Amazons? <laughs> was that season eight? <laughs> what, what was what? They're no, still out there. Season. They're still out there somewhere. Abaddon's, the Amazons? Abaddon was this season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she did that with the nunnery with the former Men of Letters secretary. No, that I, I remember, think... but the the Amazons that Dean had like a baby. Oh, with. um, wasn't that? Oh, seven? that might yeah, 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 that, that might have been a couple seven, years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam had. I was going to bring that up earlier when you, when you guys were talking about the Katsune. Like, don't forget that Sam murdered Dean's daughter. Oh yeah, That's Dean right. has a daughter. <laughs> That's right. It's so I weird. feel like everyone in this family has to murder at least one descendant of someone. To, sure, I guarantee. There's at least a second uh, John Winchester bastard, one of these boys killed without knowing it off screen. Oh, yeah. It's a comic. <laughs> it's probably a six-part arc. In I can't wait. To, we we got to get back to the comics, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. In season six, Sam doesn't have a soul, and he goes to that town, and he's boning down with everybody that he meets. He's fucking he, and murdering his whole way through Poughkeepsie. <laughs> there is absolutely no way in hell that soulless Sam was wrapping that thing up. He was going in raw no, every single ab- time. Absolutely every right. single time. Uh, so he's bound to have a little soulless baby running around somewhere. I love it. Um, I don't really have a whole lot to say about season nine. Besides, I, I'm surprised at how great it was. Um, I, I have been texting back and forth with Chris um, how excited I am to get into season 10. We haven't had the time to like actually record that episode or anything yet. So I haven't started. I haven't even watched it. But uh, I am 
just so stoked to get into season 10 and like get closer and closer to stuff that I've just never seen before. And I'm going to be curious how, how that affects this podcast. Like it's pretty easy not to binge this stuff when you kind of know what's coming, but now I'm going to be like, I don't want to wait a week, Chris. We're like, let's record five monster of the weeks this week and let's get this done. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 pretty stoked about it. I uh, yeah, season nine was a good one. It's it's on the record books as a good one. Everybody, hey, guess what? <laughs> Spoiler: I happen to like Supernatural. So yeah, it happens sometimes. Um, Three peens up. You heard it here first. Exactly Three peens up. Heard. So we've got uh, two games of Fuck Mary Hunt. Uh, we're going to go around the room. We're going to talk about those. Um, the first one is from Cynthia Gray. Cynthia says, hi, there are so many things that I don't remember about season nine, but there are three episodes that I remember with, with the blazing hate of a thousand suns. <laughs> Ooh, <what's laughs> I, I, I don't really hate them that much, except Dog Dean Afternoon, which I hate with the intensity of 10,000 suns. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. <laughs> anyway, I just thought a possible, I would suggest a possibility for a season nine fuck Mary Hunt, if you don't mind being episode instead of characters not how sure not sure how that would work but still so the three episodes are dog dean afternoon bloodlines and stairway to heaven and she made a note really for what it does to tessa's character um it's very specifically so uh fletch you're the guest you can go first absolutely gonna do mary on stairway to heaven i already said it's one of my top two this year um I, I gotta hunt bloodlines. How? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dog. Wow. Really? Huh. Okay. That wouldn't have been the third, I guessed. All right. Chris. Um. Let's see. Yeah, we gotta we gotta hunt bloodlines because that needs to be taken out of this world. Stairway to heaven. I'm gonna fuck. Um. Because overall, it's okay. But yeah, we we you know at the at the end we're disappointed, right? Um. Because Tessa died, and it was just like, whatever. But uh, Dog Dean Afternoon, I can't say I love that episode, but if I gotta marry one of them, I mean, I might as well stick around with the one that just has Dean acting goofy all day. <laughs> Dean really wants to have sex with a poodle. Um, I... You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna break away from you guys. I'm gonna say that I'm going to fuck Bloodlines, because number, wow. n- number one, it, the episode is full of beautiful people. Um, sure. Number two, I feel like a fuck it and forget it. I will have less of a relationship with if I actually have to hunt it. Does that make sense? Like, I don't want to have that hunter prey relationship with the episode. Like, I just want to do it, forget it, and never think about it ever again. Um, and from there, I man, I don't. I guess I'll. I guess I'll marry Stairway to Heaven because it's just a it's a pretty solid episode. Like I I'm I'm on the record as not liking the stuff that they do with Tessa's character in this um or just like any of the reaper/angel slash crossover stuff which I guess leaves me hunting Dog Dean Afternoon which was an episode I remembered liking a lot more before we watched it for the show because the there's there's like like 10 good good lines. There's 10 funny lines in that if I remember right. And then the rest of it is like really dumb writing. Um and also mm-hmm, that there's mm-hmm. there's a cowboy with the snake tongue. That's a weird thing. And oh that yeah, I forgot have. about yeah. cowboy snake tongue, man. What the fuck was that guy about? I'm telling you. I'm telling you it's all over the place. Um our yeah, next he one. He tried to suck Sam's dick, right? Anyway, no no no, yeah. go to the next question. Yeah, go to the next. <laughs> <question>. <laughs> you want to go back? You want to explain that one more? No, 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 that's, that's fine. No, that's fine. He wanted that's that sweet sweet angel healing power. That was like that was like a trope that we had forgotten about it was like in the first five episodes sam had to get morally wounded and every single one Gadriel <laughs> could come to the surface could come out of the uh, dogan if you're a dark tower fan and, and and take over so that he could heal sam um 
Our next one comes from... I just finished watching Good Omens, and I still don't know how to pronounce this, so you guys may have to help me out. Azrafel. Azrafel Stan. Excuse me. Azrafel underscore Stan underscore 69. Somebody really likes that angel. Uh, They wrote in, fuck Mary Hunt, Marv, Gadriel, or Snooky the Crossroads Demon. Oh, damn. (laughs) Oh, damn. Fletch, you're our guest, as always. Please continue. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out what order to put two of these on. Um... Snooky gets a fuck. That's a fling that you want as few consequences from as possible, but it's a crossroad <laughs> demon, so I'll probably regret that. I'm going to say Gadriel gets the hunt just because there's nothing to remember there. Oh, wow, that means you're Mary and Marv. Fletch, I disagree. I'm going to drop you from <laughs> this would, phone call. I would take that. I would take that just because, good or ill, there's more meat on those bones. Mm. It's true. Do you want to marry the cardboard cutout angel? He's I mean, complicated, all right. I mean, <laughs> I, I I would I'll be honest with you, and I mean I'm, I I would I would sooner rather marry Snooky than Marv at this point in my life. Uh, <laughs> I'm being uh-huh. completely serious. Uh-huh. Uh, my my list would look like probably um, Hunt Marv. Um, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. Fuck Adriel and marry Snooky. Oh my god, okay. I'm sorry, Autumn. Okay. <laughs> okay. Please, I'm sorry. Okay. 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 Um, I would. Yeah, I would have to kill Marv because I hate him. I hate him a lot. Um, I would. I would have to fuck Snooky because um, you know it might it might be exciting to uh, to hook up High with five. the <laughs> yeah it might be exciting to hook up with the demon, but she's crossroads demon. And there's just you know at some point that's gonna bite you in the ass. So you don't want any long term commitment to that demon. Um, and then I unfortunately I'd marry Gadriel because he's just he's so he just wants so badly to be like righteous. So I'd be like Gadriel, you know. You had the last pot of coffee, and there's none left. And he would be like, "I will go to the store immediately, and I will rectify this instantly. Okay. Please, just give me a chance." And I go, "I've right, got a counterpoint, right, Gadriel. <laughs> I've got a counterpoint. Okay, marrying Gadriel is like marrying Tom Brady in that there's no personality there. They have some brain damage from isolation, mm-hmm. and I guarantee that dude is going to be the next OJ Simpson." TB12, baby. I'm from Boston, you know, so uh, I'm all, all day. <laughs> wow. I just said Tom Brady is going to murder some people IRL, and you're like, you know, I'm cool for that. TB12. T- the best that ever was. Tom Brady's the best that ever was. <laughs> he can murder me. I don't care. Ma, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I don't even watch football. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, Fletch, thank you so much for coming on and, and talking about Supernatural here. with us. We, we very much appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely, this was fun. Uh, tell everybody where you could be found on the internet. And people listening, don't go away because we have a lot more podcasts to record after this. But we're just yeah, we're I'm go- leaving. They have a lot of shit to do. Oh, yeah, I'm we go play Warframe. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> tell everybody where you can be found on the internet and um, tell them about all of your various podcasts because I don't even know about all of them. <clears throat> I can be found, and I'm just going to give you the hub site because it is the much easier way to go through this in under 20 minutes at hellscaper.com or patreon.com slash hellscaper if you just want to donate a little to the upkeep of my projects. I work on an unnamed as of yet totally spy show slash kink podcast that is coming out soon. <laughs> I am also working on the latest season of Bokuno Stop for the Pitch Drop Network. 
where we cover various anime. The next one is Space Runaway Ideon. We have just finished a season on Neon Genesis Evangelion. I am the occasional guest and or editor on Lightning Strikes Thrice, a JRPG podcast. I'm currently doing a two-episode stint on Megaten Marathon that should be out shortly, covering the Shin Megami Tensei sequel, Shin Megami Tensei 2. If you need more angels, I've got more angels. <laughs> and finally, I am the shadow editor-slash-PR person for the Rice Ball Network of Podcasts, so if you enjoy comments about... Common Rider, you can go see Journey Through the Decacast, where one person tricks his friends into going through nearly the entirety of the new series and some Sentai by going in reverse chronological order via the <laughs> anniversary show, or Going Digital, a podcast about Digimon, which just got to a season that is about Chiaki J. Kanaka of Serial Experiments Lane doing his take on the franchise, and it is fascinatingly dark. Yeah, I was I was on Going Digital um, for the incest episode, so that's that was my claim to fame with Going Digital. So everybody, go look for that episode <laughs> if you're real stoked about it. Uh, thank you very I much. I believe you Fletch. were credited as noted incest expert Jeremy Greer. That, oh, that no. was that was I think oh, that's how no. I was introduced. Absolutely, yeah. I don't I don't know why I don't I don't like incest. I don't I don't. I think it was just because of this podcast, actually. I think that was the thing. Probably. That you had just started this at the time. Yeah. So fun times there, everybody. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you very much, Fletch, for, for guesting. And, and we had a great time. And uh, yeah, thanks. We're, we're going to let Fletch go. Me and Chris are going to take a short musical break and we're going to come back. We've got fan fiction to read. We've got letters. We've got question. We've got voicemails. And we've got a uh, special appearance by a guest podcast uh so thank you everybody for listening we'll be back directly and until then bye have a good one y'all can't say bye it's only halfway to the episode yeah i should have said bye until then we'll see you i can say goodbye i'm leaving i don't know how to do this (laughs) i don't know how to do this anymore cue the music mama told me when i was young she'd sit beside me my only son Listen closely to what I say If you do this, it'll help you some sunny day Oh yeah Oh take your time, don't live too fast Troubles will come, they will pass You'll find a woman, and you'll find love don't forget, son, there is someone up above And be a simple kind of man Or be something you love and understand or Baby, be a simple kind of man but Won't you do this for me, son, if you can Welcome back. Uh, once again, huge thank you to Fletch for, for yeah. guesting and for sharing his supernatural, his odd supernatural experience with us. I didn't realize he didn't watch all the episodes, Chris. That's a well, you know, <laughs> it's a unique perspective. It is. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad that happened, but uh, I did not realize it was going to happen. Um, I want to lead with some of the funniest stuff first, if you don't mind, Chris, um, before, okay. before we get into actual feedback and questions and stuff, um, a, a member of our community uh jay sent in a fan fiction 
Um, no Jeremy content in this, luckily. There's, so we don't have to worry about that. Um, but he wrote in some fan fiction and uh, in the guise of feedback. And um, I asked our good friends over at the Salt Report podcast to read it for us because after coming off the last one where we spent like a long time reading stuff, it was funny, but I was like, you know, this could be a little bit better. Like this could be more <laughs> interesting. Um, so they graciously agreed. Huge thank you to the Salt Report. Go check out the Salt Report uh, on Fireside or Spotify. It's it's two or three of the internet's saltiest nerds talking about cosplay, video games, um, and everything in between. It's a very good show. I'll listen to it as soon as it comes out. Um, if you remember Jake, who guessed it on season six, I think six, maybe yeah. that sounds right. Yes. Yeah. Um, if you remember Jake, Jake is the current editor and Wayward co-host, so he's on the early episodes. He hasn't been on a, on there for a while because he had a baby, and babies are d- extremely time-consuming. Yeah. yeah um, so go check out the Salt Report, and in the meantime, I'm going to Chris. I, I have linked you this file. It's in our it's in our notes section. Do you see right. it? Let's see. I didn't have the notes up, sir. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's it. in is our the first. Is it is it the first one? It's the second one, the one that says oh, TSR okay, okay. reads MOTW fanfic. So are we going to play it at the same time so we can be? We're going to do yeah, yeah, three, two, one, and then on one, um, we'll we'll click play. Okay. So three, two, one. This is Monster of the Week. Sang the clarion call of Plate Girl McNutt, her angelic chords ringing in the season nine finale of Monster of the Week. <laughs> I'm Gamer Feel Chris, and it's leaking everywhere. It's with Chris and Jeremy, she continued. And I'm Jeremy Tiberius Greer, first of his name. Someone paid me to curse this pun. Jeremy, did you change the intro? Doug asked Chrisley. Just sacrifice this frog. Come on, gamer, said J.G. Greer. Don't be ridiculous. Why would I change the intro to our podcast covering Supernatural, a delightful show that blends American folklore and brotherly drama alike? Jeremy, why'd you say it like that, whispered Chris. You're spooking me so bad that I just spilled gamer fuel all down my pants. I spent two ninety nine on that limited edition Code Red. Oh, good. I was afraid when you I don't said even drink gamer, gamer fuel. fuel. You meant... Yeah, no, I meant an actual soft drink. I have to be very explicit when I talk about that now. You are freaking me out, though, continued Chris. You're giving me more bad vibes than Machias Regnitz was getting from Julius Alvarea, scion of the liberals' greatest greenhouse when they first met. Both of you Poor guys Harry. are acting pretty weird, said the third guest. That's from Trails of Cold Steel. Also, maybe wasn't. And I promise, that wasn't me singing that. Are you okay to record Monster of the Week? Monster of the Week, said Jeremis, confused and slightly muffled under his newly expanding curls of beard. You mean the RPG system we're using for season two of our award-winning live roleplay podcast? Is that some kind of new program on Orbital Radio, said Crean. I guess I could help out, he said, already dreaming of the bonding points and new (laughs) cooking ingredients the side quest would get him. Heather, the smartest, funniest, and most competent of the group, unless it was someone else, spoke up. From the looks of things, this cursed fanfiction we're all a part of is slowly turning you both into the things the author only half remembers coming up on the Monster of the Week Discord, the only place on the internet that discusses vampires, asses, and anime, and tends to forget which one of those goes in which channels. We can probably stop it if by finish... 
the one where you can join by becoming a Patreon of this very podcast, said Chris, <laughs> the sounds of his sword practice clear in the background. So okay, if that's okay. the case, we can end the curse by finishing the fa- fanfic and moving on to feedback, right? Yeah, I was just about to say that, responded Heather with a note of urgency. Why'd you cut me off just to restate the same information a second time? Oh, the JRPG thing. Jeremy, you'd better hurry up before this gets any worse. Sorry, Heather, Jeremy said after a moment. I was playing my 20 other podcast. (laughs) Which was supposed to be a joke about Travis, but could actually be read as a dig about Jeremy, which it isn't. First up, we've got some feedback from Jay, who says season nine was kind of garbo, aside from that cool ghost. So I don't know what else to write. Sucks about Kevin, though. Demon Deem hype! (laughs) Oh my god. Now to end the curse, all you actually have to do is say, Great feedback, Jay, and you keep it really short this year, too. And then never discuss it on the again on the pod. And they never did. The end. Good. Question yeah. mark. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> thank you so much, uh, Kay and Jesse from the Salt Report podcast. Yes, for thank you guys, that. So and, we, and thank you, thank you, Jay, for all the Trails of Cold Steel references yep. you put in there for me. I, I, I didn't even know. I like I knew what that was, but I didn't even. Of course, I have not played it, but I just assumed that it was that. Right? They so. were deep cuts, you know. So yeah. Thank you, Jay. Yeah, so thank you to everybody involved in that. We appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to start us off. Chris, we've got a question. Okay. This question actually came in back when we covered, uh, or really this is a comment uh, from our good friend Niz back in season six, but because I am a weird person, I saved it in a season nine feedback folder, <laughs> and now we're okay. reading it. Uh, Niz, who at the time was called Pork Everyone on our Discord mm-hmm. server. Oh, poor Niz. Um, I bully her so much. She doesn't true. deserve it. Does not do- we called her I out on like- the last episode. It's, it's very yeah. bad. Yeah. I feel like she reminds me a lot of myself. Sorry, Niz. I'm insulting you even more now. Uh, so I just feel like I'm comfortable making fun of her. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought you were going to be like, uh, she reminds me of my sisters or something. But nope, you went all the way nope, to remind me, me of... <laughs> the worst person I know. <laughs> me. Uh, Nis says, anyway, I want to point this out now so I can come back to this in two years. The angsty Destiel stuff in 620 with Cass and the Holy Oil Ring. The dialogue between Dean and Cass and Dean looking back before leaving, etc. They're going to use all of that again in the backdoor pilot in season nine between a male and female couple. Uh, that was something we didn't bring up when we were covering bloodlines is like the, 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 the romantic relationship between the, uh, shade shifter. And I think a werewolf maybe. And the werewolf, um, is very much an analog for, for Dean and Cassiel to the point where, and I think this is, you could probably argue maybe people are looking into this too much but it's also the exact fucking trench coat that castiel wears 90 percent of the time that they put her in <laughs> i didn't notice that i didn't notice that yeah i was probably uh too close to death at that point watching that episode sure yeah neither one of us were pay- putting a lot of work into that episode that's for <laughs> sure um but yeah like i definitely think that there's some there's some clear analogs for that like they were i don't know if yeah, that was sure. on purpose or if that just was like their easy go-to um but yeah that's that was interesting, and thank you, uh, Niz, for writing in two years ago about that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry for making fun of you. <laughs> and uh, Chris, you're next. 
Okay, uh, this one is from... Let me make sure I have the whole thing. This one is from Scary Chick. Um, it says... Oh, it's always it's always fun to just read people say nice things about ourselves, isn't it? Yes. Um, Scary Chick says, Y'all are awesome and I enjoyed the podcast. I've been listening to the podcast and love it, but I'm gonna take Chris's side with Team Sam. Amen. And will always be Team Sam, even though Dean will be one of my favorites. Along with Cass, Bobby, Crowley, Joe, Ash, Lucy, <laughs> I think this says, Gabe, Charlie, Benny, RIP to the many characters who are and have been dead. Countless others who are so amazing. Although I agree to disagree on some of the things that y'all talk about. Y'all are awesome and make me laugh when I'm having a bad day or an awesome day, like Dean says. Uh, my friends and me have names for each other, uh, for each one of us, such as Mrs. Dean, Winchester, Pie Lover, Squirrel Lover, Mrs. Sam Winchester, Moose Lover, and Mrs. Castiel, Pizza Man Lover. <laughs> Can you guess which is mine uh, and my other friend? Okay, so... Well, I know, I know that uh, Scary Chick here obviously has to be uh, Moose Lover. That one makes the mm-hmm. most sense. I can't figure out your other friends, but um, yeah, hey, like- I'm Team Sam all the way. Uh, ride or die, baby. Never give up on mm-hmm. Team Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be, I'll be trying to grow up my hair like that, even when I'm bald. I'll never give up on on living the Sam dream. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Um, <laughs> I I don't know enough about Mel and Gwen to really take a guess, but I'm. I'm going to guess Mel is the Dean person and Gwen is the Castiel person because that's yeah. the order you wrote the nicknames in, Scary Chip. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to hack the fucking system and figure this Whoa. out. <laughs> Galaxy Brain Greer over here. Let me tell you. Um, up next is a message from Dean, uh, parentheses, what? and yes, that's my actual name. Dean says, Chris has mentioned many times that he was able to bond with his dad a little over Supernatural, and I want to say that I have too. My dad has loved the show since since the very beginning. He's actually said that my mama complained that he, quote, shouldn't have such a gory show on, end quote, with me around, (laughs) as it started airing when I was about three. Dean, you're a child. Get off this podcast. You're too young. Dean, we say some things that you shouldn't hear. Dean, you're too young. Uh, we don't get to see each other much during the week, but now that I've started binging the show on Netflix, we actually have something to talk about, whereas before, we didn't talk much and didn't really get along. So I guess you could say that Supernatural is a show that brings families together. Hell yeah. We get Dean, you kind of sound like you ha- are like Sam and John. <laughs> it really, it really <laughs> your name. They have um, a really strange relationship, and they, they come together through their love of killing monsters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> Uh, we've gotten several uh, notes like this in uh, over the over the past few years, and it's always very heartening to see that, like, number one, like, it could be anything. It doesn't necessarily have to mm-hmm. be supernatural, but it's when it's something that you like a whole lot, and it's also doing something good for for people. Like, it, that's just really, it's just really yeah. gratifying to hear. So. And, you know, family can be tough. Sometimes family is complicated. That show, the show has certainly taught us that. But, you know, hold on to the things that you can and, and, and just cling to the good things, and that'll get you through. <laughs> Chris, I gave you the next one, and it is extremely long. Sorry, but sorry in advance. Okay, this one. Is if you want, if you want to break this up, just just tag me in, and I'll take care. Take the rest of it. No, I, I can handle it. Don't even don't stress me out. Okay, it's long, right. but it's fine. Um, so this one is from Simone. Am I saying that right? You think? Mm-hmm. Um, aka Podbean commentator. Um, and <laughs> at Littlest Answer on Twitter. Okay, message. Okay. Hi, Chris and Jeremy. It's the only it's the only order to say your names like Sam and Dean. Jeremy and Chris just doesn't work. I yeah, I kind of feel like Sam and Dean. It just makes sense. Yeah. Um, also, there's a YouTube channel that had a pair of guys reacting to Supernatural, so it's actually been hard for me to not imagine Chris as the largest Hispanic man. <laughs> imagine me, however, however you want. Um, Anywho, I've been listening to you guys for about a month, almost daily. I started with you in the middle of season eight, I believe, and have actually gone back to the start uh, with you from season four. That's that's a good place to start. Um, I also intend to look for your reactions to Mystery Spot and a couple other gems. I missed in the early season. Sorry for blowing your pod beat up. Hey, that's totally fine. 
I didn't even know about Podbean, I think, until you started blowing it up, probably. That's, um, I, I did not know the podcast was on Podbean until like, Podbean <laughs> emailed me. That there was a comment, and I'm like, I don't even use Podbean. Yeah, what the sure, fuck is hello? this? <laughs> um, but as far as season nine goes, it was actually the season that almost made me stop watching. Fun fact, it's Jensen's favorite season, and ultimately, I also came to appreciate it as the best season following season four to six. Uh, I also think the first bit of 10 is amazing, and 12 is really good. I also felt like season nine was what I call grown-up season for my baby, Sam and Cass. I love them to pieces, but Dean is my ultimate baby and also who I feel has effed up the least in the series, in my opinion. Uh, so to me, it felt like Sam and Cass had really matured by then. And sorry, Chris, I love Sam to pieces, but Cass is my number two baby. This is, you know what? The dis- constant disrespect of Sam is fine. I'll ignore it because we had, I got, I got Moose Mama in the last comment. You know, me and her, we get it. Moose Mama, I know that's wrong, but I can't scroll back up now. I'm too deep into this comment. No, it's season definitely Moose was, Mama. <laughs> it's Moose Mama. It's a good, that's a good nickname if you ask me. I'll be Moose Mama if nobody else wants it. Um... But season nine was literally the saddest season for me and left me feeling so hopeless as far as the brother's relationship. I just seek out friends that had already watched the season to honestly ask if there was hope uh, at the end or I couldn't watch. Uh, I understand that. It, the, the show is about the bond, and if you feel like the bond is breaking up, it kind of sucks. Uh, where Supernatural was usually my happy place, it left me depressed throughout season nine. But like I said, ultimately, I think it's been one of the best, and I really love uh, Mark of Cain, Demon Dean uh, sagas as much as I hated it for him. Uh, and it also made me hate Metatron with a fire passion, and it has and, and has for me the saddest Dean death in the series. I was bawling. It is a sad one. It is extremely I, sad, yeah. I also want to point out that while, yes, Dean was wrong for not telling Sam about Gadriel, I also see where he was coming from. He also did it after uh, confirmation from Cass that Ezekiel was trustworthy. And while Sam claims he was ready to die, he made the choice on his own to keep fighting. Whether it was for Dean or not, he said yes. Dean may have tricked him into angel possession, but he did not trick Sam into choosing to live. Uh, so Dean did, did a lot of crap, but I felt super, super bad for him. I was once again very grateful that Cass was there for Dean when he had when he had no one. And being the sweet baby boy that he is, didn't seem to blame Dean at all, even for kicking him out of the bunker. I don't believe that Sam believes that Dean is poison, as Dean sees himself, and that was, uh, and that he was frustrated that Dean continues to believe that there, that's w- their problem, uh, and he has every reason to be pissed. But I remember being very angry that Sam uh, went so far as to reject Dean as a brother, because I think that's about the worst thing that you could probably do to Dean Winchester, and felt Sam's re- rejection ultimately pushed him to the mark. Uh, sorry, this was so long. Yeah, that you make a lot of good points there. Um, yeah. I, as mm-hmm. a lot of the listeners know, I, I tend to side with Sam. It's my bias. Um, I, I was a little bit harsher on Dean this time because, well, I think that's that's what makes it interesting. That's what makes it an interesting season. He's doing bad things that we disagree with, but they aren't necessarily out of character. They all make sense. You understand why he's who's doing the things that he's doing. So it's not like it's bad writing. It's just like I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, some of the stuff like um, I, I like the point she made with Sam choosing to live regardless of of mm-hmm, how he mm-hmm. was led to that that, that destination. Like that's that that is that is a, that is that's true facts. Like regardless of whether or not it was Dean or uh, Gadriel or or Ezekiel at the time, like whatever whoever was trying to get him to say yes, Sam did say yes. Like he wanted to live, and. Um, I've talked pretty at length that I feel like Sam is justified for the, you know, I don't want to be your brother, but I'll be your partner stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, I'm, you know, feel fine to agree to disagree on, on stuff like that. So thank you, Simone. Yeah, thank you. And also, um, don't be afraid to comment on our Podbean stuff. Now I'm missing those emails. I don't get them anymore. So. <laughs>
next up is from Ellis. Uh, Ellis says, I just wanted to say thank you. I've lost a lot of important relationships since coming out as trans, including my husband. And it's nice to know that there's this community of people who would give, probably give zero fucks if they knew. Monster of the Week was the first podcast I returned to once seemingly eons long brain fog started lifting. And your Discord is pretty much the only space I'm popping in on lately. It's weird how comforting a bunch of internet strangers can be, even if I rarely choose to interact with them. I know you don't like to take credit for the community, but it had to start somewhere. Y'all are the best. Um, I included this one. I, I responded to Ellis on this one, but like, yeah, we like it's it's a personal point of pride for me to make our 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 social spaces like a completely safe space for anybody mm-hmm. who wants to be anything. Um, so um, that's 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 important to me personally, and hopefully yes. that's that obviously that's coming through. But yeah, I'm I'm hoping that everybody sees that. So you're always welcome with us. Um, mm-hmm. You said yeah yeah you're always welcome. Uh, Chris, I believe you're next. Okay, this is from I know what you did last summer. Uh, do I have your attention? You are really screwed now, and you better read this. Your device- Son of a bitch, Jeremy! <laughs> you know, I got a couple lines into that. Let me just read a little bit more of this. No, no, no. I, I, I edited the fuck out of this. I want you to read the whole thing, because I think it's hysterical. Really, so we get this- Okay. Uh, do I have your attention? You are really screwed now, and you better read this. I bet I will. Your device was recently infected with the software I developed, and now you have a problem you need to solve. Because it has gone- too far. I now have the monster of the week dot mp4 file with you masturbating to the hardcore stuff. <laughs> Ugly. <laughs> frowny face, frowny face, vomit face. Let me get straight to the point. If you do not do what I ask you now, I will upload this ugly video file with you and the stuff you were watching to several video upload sites, and I will send the links to all your friends, family members, and associates. Not the I am associates. sure. I am sure they will not like what they will see, and I am. Okay, so what if you decide not to pay? Well, if you want to test my patience, Go on. I will destroy your social life. You can count on that. Sister, I already did that to myself. (laughs) You think that visiting police is a good idea? Nope. I don't live in your country, and I know how to stay anonymous, Capital. I will send the compromising video to everyone you know. Just send me the 2000 USD, and we forget about the whole thing. I have family to feed, too. And don't forget this shame if you ignore me. I just, I I have family to feed too. Is a real, a real yeah. note on that during this it really whole thing. Really hit me with the fucking guilt. Um, By the way, this was three times as long when we got it, and I I, I copied wow. the whole thing in here, but I just thought it was hysterical. The I'm going to send this to your well, family I'll, members. I'll, I'll preempt it by releasing the video myself. I really, yeah, I'll yeah, own yeah. it. You know, just I'll do call the radio head thing. I'll call it art. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Cassidy is next. Um, Cassidy writes in, Hey, I just wanted to catch you for the feedback episode. I have caught up with y'all in season seven. I would like to hear your thoughts on how many doors do you think the boys have broken into? I mean, they smash through a door almost every episode. Also, why don't they have Garth try to find that werewolf filmography chick that they let go in season eight? Anyways, great job with the pod and have a great week. Thank you, Cassidy. Um, Thank you, Cassidy. Man, number of doors. So we're at like 195 episodes. Um, I'm going to say on average, they have bashed into more than one door per episode. So I'm going to hazard guess and say 250 doors. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say 251 doors. Oh wow, this is not Price is Right <laughs> rules, Chris. What are you doing? I believe I, I believe uh, 251 doors is, okay. uh, is accurate. Yeah. If um if anybody knows any insane people that have actually tracked that, uh, please let us know so that me and Chris can sort out this this whole situation. Yeah. Our friends at uh, the Highway to Hell podcast they they keep stats and we can tap them. We for can that. ask them. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Thank you for writing uh, okay. in, Cassidy. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, this one is from Tori. Tori says, hello, just wanted to let you guys know I recently, not that recent, like back in December or early January of this year, discovered your podcast during another random binge watch of Supernatural. I was curious if there were any podcasts about our boys, and your podcast was one of the few ones that popped up on Google Podcasts. Even more, I was more surprised to find that men actually watch Supernatural, especially post-season five. So I was hooked on the premise along uh, alone and have been enjoying your thoughts and views ever since. Right now, I am only on season seven uh, on the Mentalist episode, and I know you guys are currently on season nine which happens to be the season i favor uh i favor post season five so i'm real curious what you have to say about it um and i don't know if i missed your cutoff for your feedback episode and if i did i think my questions may apply to season 10 as well uh or that they haven't been asked yet okay let's see got a couple questions here Mm -hmm. first one uh, as Supernatural gets longer, thank God it's finally ending, <laughs> as a viewer, I often think about how the boys are now in their early 40s and mid-30s. I feel the writers don't necessarily match character motives slash arcs with the fact that the boys are going uh, are aging and the issues they deal with aren't serious in a way. Or really, the show isn't aging with the audience. I was curious if you guys felt that and why. Because for me, uh, it's one of the reasons I don't watch the show anymore since season 11. Um, I, re- I really want to see uh, Dean struggling with like a, like a hernia. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. some, some real like middle-aged man bullshit. Like, oh, mm-hmm. now I've got weird hairs growing out of my nose and I have to constantly trim them. You know, that that kind of thing. Like, Yeah. Um, and, and to answer this question, it, it I kind of agree on some, some things. Some of the relationship trouble almost seems more mature in like a, yeah, whatever, dude, like we're family, but I don't like you and I'll, I'll work with you because it's easier. But like, you know, that kind of stuff feels almost like a, a resigned older person type of thing. But yeah, the first five seasons feel like you're growing with the characters and i think sam is probably the the step into the world i mean he is he's because he's the one who was at college he's being brought back into the hunter life and he seems a little bit naive at the beginning and then he ages and then dean becomes um you know the other point of view character as as we go along and it feels like yeah they grow up and, and it starts with like i'm mad at dad to um I'm going to jump into hell and sacrifice myself to save the world because that's, that's the arc, you know, and it feels like they are developing. So, and I think with a bit of the treading ground, um, with finding their feet in, in the post season five seasons, uh, solo Sam and Leviathans and Gotras, like it, it's some things go back and forth and we don't ever really know where they're going. Sometimes it doesn't, we don't know what they're building to sometimes. Yeah. It can feel like the characters are s- s- not changing or aging really, in a in a, or maturing, I guess is the right word, and they're still facing down the same sort of issues that they have been for a long time. Um, I, I meant to edit this. Uh, the next two questions are I'm going to put into a future episode because they're more season ten, season eleven stuff. Okay, um, okay, okay. So skip to um the also paragraph. Okay. Uh, so yeah, skipping some of the spoiler stuff. Lastly, I've noticed that when you guys voice your critique about the flaws, you always add how you still like it or have to cushion it to, and defend yourselves, which I feel you don't need to do. 
Um, you boys are making a podcast about Supernatural. We know you love it. And Supernatural has flaws. And I'm not sure if you boys are still doing that, but it's something I noticed. I've done it several times on this episode. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what I'm trying to say with this, but it's something I noticed, which I don't know if it's from reviews of you boys being negative, because I don't think you guys are. Uh, anywho, I'll keep you boys in my thoughts and prayers as you get into season 10 and onward. Who knows? Maybe after listening to you guys, I'll appreciate something out of the later seasons. LOL. Sorry this is so long. Carry on, my wayward sons. Um... Yeah, I I don't know why I always feel like I shouldn't bash the show. I feel like I'm bad at being negative. Um, I think I I personally feel like I have a bad habit of of like if I get irritated with someone or something, like I can just be really harsh and really negative. Um, and then I look back on that and I go, oh, I shouldn't I shouldn't have done that. Like I was just being overly emotional or something like that, or I was being overly negative rather than being critical. And I just I I think when I'm critical of the show as we record the podcast, I second guess myself. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I still like it, but uh, uh I think it sucks. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm I'm constantly just doing that. Yeah, um, we we have received negative feedback for being too critical in the past. Um, most of it has been extremely kind and like, hey, I disagree with that, or you know, I I can't get on board with this. Um, we've had a few like, what the fuck are you guys talking about kind of things, which we generally just ignore. Like, we don't really pay a lot of attention to that because mm-hmm. eventually they'll figure out that they just probably shouldn't listen to the podcast, and that's okay. Like, not everything <laughs> is for everyone. For me personally. Um, I'm a very, like, it took me a long time to stop being self-deprecating. I'm a very sarcastic Mm -hmm. person. uh, And growing up, I had, you know, I had a lot of confidence issues. And the way that that I dealt with that was making a bunch of jokes. A lot of times at my own expense, because that made people laugh. And That's the way to do it. And if you make people (laughs) laugh, then you're keeping them happy. And they're keeping them thinking that you're not a total imposter and Mm -hmm, actually mm -hmm. deserve to be hung out with and not just some random weirdo. Um, I've, I've grown out of a lot of that since my teenage years, but, uh, something, and I do this on podcasts all the time is something that I still do is as I'm talking about something, if I'm being negative, I'm, I'm very clear to, to say that it's, it's my own opinion that I'm not stating this as necessarily fact, because I feel like there's a, there's a very small and subtle difference from getting on a podcast and saying this show is terrible versus, you know, I don't really like this show. And Mm -hmm, I think the mm -hmm. first is kind of an asshole thing to do and i think the second one is just an opinion and everybody's entitled to one of those right um, i um i definitely struggle to i feel like voice my negative opinions in the yeah. proper way and i'm mm-hmm. always worried because i hate listening to something or watching something where somebody says xyz sucks uh, and here's why it sucks and it's really easy even when somebody is really intelligent and being like really thoughtful it can still if you're a big fan of something, it can still sound negative and still kind of rain on your parade a little bit. So I try to be conscious of that, even as I'm like being negative. And I always worry that, yeah, I'm not being critical. I'm just being negative, And I want to like tread that line. Here we go. I mean, we're making excuses for ourselves even now. Um, also, we, we skipped a paragraph that I'll read real quick. Um, oh, sorry. Tor- Tori also, it was directed at me. Um, she said, Jeremy, where are you getting the episode summaries or outlines? Because they are so awful. <laughs> like, are you going to the wiki on fandom.com or the super wiki? Because that site is way better. No offense to the other wiki, but the outlines are way better. Always laugh and cringe when you read them. Um, I go to the supernatural wiki page. Use the Netflix ones. They're like one sentence. <laughs> the Netflix ones are bonkers bad. I hate those. Uh, I'm using the fandom wiki because that's just what I've started using. And now it's just an easy place to go. Uh, the super wiki is, is way, way better in every, in every, every case, every, every single example I've, I've ever seen. It's, it's way better, but you get in the habit of going. However, uh, according to the fandom wiki, 
these are all official episode descriptions. So this is what CW was putting out for like fucking TV <laughs> guide to put in there, whatever. Like this is official stuff, and it's crazy that they're so bad. The so Netflix funny. ones, I've got, I've got a picture of one. I found it the other day on my phone that I'd sent to Chris. Um, the Netflix one once referred to Bobby as. Uh, I think the sentence was something like Sam and Dean and Robert go on an adventure. And I was like, excuse me, who, who, who is Robert, sir? So yeah, uh, that is where we're getting all of that stuff. Um, so moving into the next one, it's from Stephanie. Stephanie says, Hey, Chris and Jeremy, I love listening to you guys. Thank you. I have been watching Supernatural since I was in high school, but started to rewatch and listen to your podcast. I listened to it in my car, so my daughter has been listening to it as well. She's 16th month now, so don't worry. She doesn't know exactly what you're saying yet. Her name is Charlie, so sometimes she will say hi when she hears you say her oh, name, sweet. and that is the most precious thing ever. Please tell me if Charlie's first word is uh, <laughs> nut and blood, because I would oh, be no. very curious. Oh, no. just, uh, or just like just a real squeaky baby voice with the where's Kaz would be would be very yeah, awesome that'd be good um, that'd be a little bit more appropriate stephanie continues i have some input on episode three i'm no angel i think she means season nine episode three y'all were upset yeah. that castiel lost his virginity in my opinion it helps the viewer to see how vulnerable he is as now as a human it's not castiel's first rodeo on earth but i think he's always had someone to help him or he's had his angel abilities as far as gadriel using sam's body as a vessel don't you think sam would start to dig more into what is happening to him he notices that he's losing chunks of time and Dean excuses it and says the trials mess him up, which they did. I just think Sam would be more upset about it and did some research. Maybe they didn't He's have time for it. He's had a lot of brain show. damage. He's had a lot of brain damage. <laughs> Again, I love listening to your podcast, <laughs> Stephanie. Um, our my issue with Castiel's like losing his virginity didn't had really nothing to do with his vulnerability. I think the episode did a really great job up until that point of showing Castiel's vulnerability, like that whole scene of him failing to clean the slushy machine, um, and like. Uh, not understanding what a date was. Is, am I thinking, is that the same episode? I think it's a different episode. Okay. Um, well, the issue, the the episode where we we see Castiel doing all of that stuff was like showed that better than him having random sex and being like, did I do it right with a Reaper slash angel? <laughs> um, I don't want to relive it. Stop. Uh, it's so bad. It's it's not good. Uh, but yeah, that's that was my... Like, I, I, I get what you're saying and I, and I agree to an extent like you're showing it, but I, I just like just... It just I just don't want to talk about it. I just don't like that. I don't I don't like the fact that they had a sex scene with Castillo and it wasn't Dean. Yeah, uh, he's just our precious baby. Um, thank you, Stephanie. Uh, this next one is from Heather, who sings uh, our season nine intro. So That's true. Heard her voice mm-hmm. many times. Heather played girl McNutt as she's known on the Discord. Um, okay, Heather says for the first time since 2014, I am now going into the new to me episodes of Supernatural. I'm just really excited that I have you guys to do uh, do. Uh, excuse me, I have you guys to go into this with. You're awesome. Keep doing what you do. I know you guys have a ton of feedback to get through, so I want to keep this short and sweet and just say I'm really looking forward uh, to what the next six seasons of Supernatural and Monster of the Week bring. Thanks, Heather. Thank you, Heather. Yeah, that's very nice. <laughs> uh, next up is ten shillings six. P. Um, I, I, I know, I know, I know this person and I'm trying to remember what, the, what, what her actual name is. She's, she's, I'm pretty sure she's in our discord, but I, I just can't remember what her actual name is. So I apologize. Um, th- she, she interacts with us a lot though. So, uh, my hunks, I cannot believe that this is the topic I'm writing in about after being a loyal listener and passionate patron for months. It took this for me to reach out, not John Winchester's <laughs> a plus parenting, not Dean's internalized homophobia, and not even the eggs. No, 
I have a different bone to pick. Uh-oh. A local bone. <gasps> Chris, my dear boy Chris, mm-hmm. listen to me mm-hmm. very carefully. Vaseline-based okay. lotions are not for moisturizing. Your skin cannot absorb petroleum oh. jelly. It just sits on top of it. <laughs> That's great to protect your skin from outside influences like harsh weather, uh. chemicals, or sulfur-covered basements, but it does not actually give off any moisture. It can even prohibit your skin from taking yeah. in moisture from the outside if used too frequently. You're going to want to use organic fats for moisturizing, like shea butter, shea butter, shea, uh-huh. shea butter, or coconut shea oil. Butter. Yeah. Shea butter. Seriously, just get a big old jar of grocery store coconut oil and use a little bit every night. Your skin will drink it up like Sam did that demon blizzy. You're welcome. <laughs> Kindly, a lunatic alchemist. Thank you okay. so much. Thank you. I shout, did actually shout, figure shout this out like a year or two ago, and I called it a big vat of Vaseline because it's funnier that way, but I do use like a shea butter type thing now on my hands, and it's helped okay. significantly. Yeah. <laughs> Great. But so yes, your skin is not just permanently I, ruined. I was at, I was talking to somebody, I used to have this like spot on my hand that would get so dry and crack and bleed every day, it sucked. I thought I had eczema, but I, I whatever it was, nothing I did would really make it better, and then I was at a party, and my friend was sitting next to me, and his hands were all fucked, and he was like, oh, I just started using whatever it was that he was using. He's like, yeah, you don't want any of that scented shit, you don't want any of that Vaseline shit, it's not gonna work. You gotta use this, that, or whatever, and I was like, oh, okay, alright, and I started using that, and, and it's much better now. Uh, Chris, we have a voicemail to listen to. Okay, let's listen to the voicemail. The um the person who left the voicemail did not identify themselves, but okay. l- luckily it's a friend of ours. It's ninety nine dexterity on Twitter. He just forgot oh, okay. to actually mention who he was. <laughs> um, so just like the last time, three, two, one, and then play. Okay. Three, two, one. Hey, Lou Wilmette gamers. Uh, season nine was the final. He's hearing before falling off, and man, that cliffhanger ending had me hooked in a way that not many endings to a TV show ever have. Uh, mm. I don't remember why. I didn't come back for season 10, but, you know, I, I imagine I was watching something else, probably Sanctuary or some subpar TV show. Uh, I really enjoyed <laughs> the season as a whole, and you guys covered it wonderfully and hilariously as always. Uh, thank you for the awesome season, guys. As I did last season, I thought of a fun Mary Hunt, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Oh, this is what I was talking about. Your subjects okay. this week are the sandbox to heaven, the first blade, and the cheeseburger that Dean didn't eat. Much love, <laughs> y'all, and I hope you guys have a good episode. So when I was thinking we had another Fuck, Mary Hunt, we did. I just forgot it was an audio form. So the Fuck, Mary Hunt, if you couldn't make it out, uh, is the sandbox stairway to heaven from the episode Stairway to Heaven. Uh, we have... The first blade, and we have the cheeseburger that Dean refused to eat from the okay. diner. Okay, no, no, no problemo. I'm killing that sandbox because I don't, I don't like sandboxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, cats pooping them. We okay, cool. Yeah, okay. I had no, a I sandbox when I was a child in my uh-huh. in our backyard, and I I would get so excited when we filled that sucker up with new sand, and it was always some fucking animal would take a shit in it, and it, you know yeah. what that that sucks. We um, call that we call so, that a dusty surprise. <laughs> so we're gonna get him out of here, and I don't you know I don't want to go to heaven prematurely. No, thank you. Um, uh, I I would have thought I'm gonna kill the blade, but I'm gonna fuck that blade. It's got a good curvature to it. Mm-hmm, I feel like I can mm-hmm. I can work my magic on that sucker. You know, no problem. And uh, I'm gonna marry that cheeseburger. I'm gonna come home every day after a hard day of work, chow down on that burger. Pfft, that's heaven. That's heaven. Yeah, I'm uh I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna marry that blade. That's the life for me. I wanna Ooh. I just wanna be like out of control, demonic, killing everything okay. in my path. Um, 
I'm gonna I'm also gonna hunt that that stairway to heaven. I don't think we need that in the world. I, like mm-hmm. that that angels have done no good on earth that I can. Tell. I don't want to go to a playground. You know what I'm saying? I don't have uh, kids. Also, also I don't belong at a playground. Like absolutely I'm, not. I don't need to sit on a park bench. You know, with something covering my lap. I don't. None of that mm-hmm. needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, which leaves me. Um, fucking the cheeseburger, and I'll fuck a cheeseburger up right now. God, don't, God you don't even damn. need to prompt me. God damn. I'll do it right fucking now, Chris. I will leave God this podcast damn. and go get a cheeseburger, and I'll fuck it up I'll immediately. That. <laughs> um, thank you very much, Dex, for leaving Thanks, a voicemail. Thank you, we really you. appreciate it. If uh, if you want to leave us a voicemail at any time, the telephone number is... Oops, it's Jeremy. I, um, I'm recording, not with my normal mic but with my laptop speaker because I'm trying to get this episode edited. Um, Previously, when this episode came out, uh, I read Dex's phone number on the podcast. I doxed Dex, everybody. That was a terrible thing to do. Anyway, um, if you would like to leave a voicemail for us and talk about the hunks or anything else that's on your mind, the phone number that you need to use is 316 five three zero seven four nine eight apologies to dex because he got a weird voicemail message from one of our listeners on our patreon and i'm really sorry about that love you dex uh yeah thanks everybody and now to your return to your normal episode of monster of the week we have two pieces of feedback left uh they're both pretty long fanfic um i'm gonna go ahead and say thank you to 221 b baker's waffles i don't don't know where that name came from um (laughs) is that a sherlock thing 221 b baker street something (gasps) like that um they wrote in a a really long and when i say really long i mean really long oh yeah Uh, i remember reading this one Yeah, yeah 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 so I got, we got this a while back me and chris both read it and it's very funny um it's just maybe a little too long to read on the podcast and uh, our good friend Roxy sent us in some feedback. Uh, I she wrote she wrote this in the night that we did the feedback episode with her. <laughs> like, she, oh yeah, she, she got <laughs> off the podcast and was like, you know what? I'm not I'm done do with these work. boys. I'm not done. <laughs> yeah. I am going to write some more stuff. Uh, this this is also pretty long, but it's it's pretty funny. Do you want to? You want me to just read this, or do you want to? Yeah, read it to me. Read it to me, man. I just can't believe that. Uh, that Baker's Waffles here like literally wrote us like a, like a serious novel. This person has a future in writing. That's all I know. Thank you so much. Um, so this is from Roxy. Hey guys, I know that y'all are looking for more fan feedback, but tonight I thought I'd do a little something a little different. Tonight I bring you my next entry in the Ghost Gone series of stories entitled oh Hunter Stuff. Um. <laughs> <clears throat> It was half past seven on a Saturday night, several miles outside of Milkbag, Texas. The open road stretched out in front of me, and the only loyal partner I had left in life, the Impala. Its paint job was black as the eyes of the demon I had trapped in the trunk. I had run across the hell spawn just after pursuing a lead on the dirt on that on the dirt on that Diggler case. Digglers are tricky things, not as tricky as no demons, but neither demons nor Digglers are as tricky as John Winchester. My hunter guts were aching with the carnal desire to pull over and salt and holy water the son of a bitch, but there were folks not too keen on me being around after that haunted orthodontist office incident. <laughs> she salt was hunter stuff, born and bred in all of us. Mm-hmm. It was our, it was in our teeth and our meat and in our bones. My hand Amen. went down to the double barrel I had laid up against the passenger seat. The shelves were packed to the brim with the stuff, and one good blast on a the cell phone in the breast pocket of my sweat-stained flannel vibrated against my neck. Salt clung to the 
Salt clung to my chest hair like the shore of the Great Salt Lake in Utah. It was the dead of summer, and the hot blacktop had reflected black back a haze of hateful emotion all day long that tried to worm its way into my head. But I pushed it out with a bottle of scotch. No time for that brain stuff when the hunter guts are growing. John Winchester, I answered, keeping one hand on the wheel and my eyes towards the horizon. John Winchester. <laughs> maybe, maybe you should. Can you can you can you chime in with the John Winchester stuff? Yeah, I don't yeah, have yeah. a color or anything, but. Um, uh, keeping one hand on the wheel and my eyes towards the horizon, I could see the distant outside outline of a large road sign. 24 hour bigger sense. No, Dean, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to myself. Now, where were you calling? <laughs> Why were it was you calling? Dean. He was, he was asking if it was okay to use the credit card. I left him to buy some SpaghettiOs for him and Sam. I told him that in the service, they used to eat Chef Boyardee out of a can. So does that mean I can? Only if you got the store brand. Go, don't go try to steal any cans of that expensive stuff. You're not good enough to not get caught. Jesus. I barked like a drill sergeant, gripping the phone tight in my head. I needed the extra money to spend on Hunter stuff, but I couldn't let Dean know that. Hunter stuff was of the dirt and the muck and the dark, but it wasn't cheap. Neither were those hotels I was keeping the boys in, but Mrs. Mr. Harley Davidson of New Buck, Kentucky was footing the bills on those. I hit a dead zone right before cresting closer to the Biggerson sign, and the line went dead. Without a thought, I closed the lid of my cell phone against the steering wheel and tossed it to the passenger seat. The demon in the back of the must have heard me shouting at Dean, because I could hear them a rustling in the trunk atop all my cases of hunter stuff slowly i turned the steering wheel and pulled behind the biggers inside with a grin to myself in the rearview mirror now then about those hunter guts i drew the double barrel across my lap from its place on the passenger seat and then reached for the pack of smokes i kept in the dash it was going to be a long dirty night but then again dirt was also hunter stuff takes me back (laughs) it takes me back to those dusty old days with john winchester Yep. Thank you so much, Roxy. That was thank extremely you, funny. We very much appreciate you writing in. Um, thank you to everybody who wrote in, and thank you to everybody who's been listening to this entire season. We very much appreciate yes. it. Yes. Um, thank you to all the patrons at patreon.com slash monster of the week. Uh, we, we very much appreciate you. We recently crossed our, uh, our, our, our New Year's goal. So uh, assuming that we stay at the $500 mark for a couple of more weeks, just because Patreon kind of shifts and moves sometimes, mm-hmm, then we'll be mm-hmm. releasing two episodes of Monster of the Weeks Presents every month. Uh, so that's two more podcasts, I guess one more additional podcast uh, for uh, patrons. So you can get a bunch of them from us. If you, if you like this show, you'll probably also like Thinking Face, which you can find at thinkingface.cool. That's a very short-form podcast where Chris and I mostly uh, yell about a, a fictional dude named Carl and how he's not really in our friend group. Uh, <laughs> but it's <laughs> ostensibly about emojis of some sort, so go check yes, that yes. out as well. Uh, thanks again to Fletch for guessing on the first part of this yeah. episode. I appreciate it. Chris, where are you at on the internet nowadays? I'm at Local Bones on Twitter. I'm at JG Greer. You can talk to the podcast at MOTWcast. You can also listen to previous episodes on MonsterWeek.cool, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, probably Podbean, like just about any service yeah, where podcasts anywhere. are, are you listed. You can, you can listen to us, and we appreciate you doing so. We'll be back next week with a uh, start of Season 10, Damn. a new intro, and I'm just going to tease it, Chris. Are you ready for that Season 10 Episode Let's 1 tease? It. Let's touch it. Dean is living it up as a demon while Sam hits rock bottom in the search for his brother. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Sammy. (laughs) Cackling over here, Chris. I'm cackling. That's such a great... That's so good. That's good stuff. Thank you to everybody. We'll be back next week with more Monster of the Week. Bye.
We made it in under two hours. Just pretty, barely. Pretty impressive. Um, I mean, I guess you've probably been on here for longer than that, huh? No, I'm at 250. Well, I'm at 158 on my timer. So. You, uh, do you want to try to do season 10 on Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, give us a chance to watch it you, tonight. Are you not around on Thursday? Or are you going to do an autumn? I, I mean, I can be on Thursday. Is that better for you? Yeah, the uh, the Final Fantasy fourteen servers are down on Thursday, so uh, <laughs> this goddamn game is affects my uh, life in so many weird ways. Okay, yeah, just, you know, I I don't even I don't play it enough. Thursday's, to, like, Thursday's totally fine. But no okay. worries. Uh, I just texted Chris, so he should be jumping in here directly. <clears throat> Anytime. So we're doing the obvious joke during the intro, right? Which is the obvious joke. The part where I go to say my name and you just interrupt with, no, your penis now. <laughs> yeah, we can do that if you want to. I hadn't actually thought about that. Um, or you, I or feel you like could just use your normal name, too. Like I, I would feel bad if I just called you penis the entire episode. Oh, no, I just meant the joke solely for the intro. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. No, I, I did not think that either of you could keep a straight face calling me that the whole time, but... My server has decided to download uh, Evangelion. Evangelion. I don't know how you pronounce it. The new or the old new anime. Evangelion. Yeah. My server just decided. I must have put it in there to download at some point. So weird. It's it's very good. Even with the weird Netflix dub, it's very good. That is what I have heard. I did an entire podcast on it. I'm a fan. (laughs) Obviously, huh? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, this is somehow going to be the third series talking about angels that I podcast about this year. Nice. Because I just did more Shin Megami Tensei with Paul. Oh, cool. For his new thing? Uh, no, for his old thing for that his, still, still kind of thing. exists. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, um, he asked me to do his, to guess on his new thing, and, um, but he was, I think it was, it's about JRPGs, right? Like that was the... the yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he's doing an entire JRPG per show. And he was like, uh, you know, you could do Bloodborne. And I'm like, is that a... Okay, sure. Let's do Bloodborne. <laughs> okay, I'm down. By, by definition, it counts. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is a, a role-playing game that was made by a Japanese developer. Oh, shit. We got a Chris. Excuse me, is there a penis in the chat right now? <laughs> there's, there's, there's way too many penises in the chat. Oh, a oh. <laughs> couple of, couple of hogs in the chat today. <laughs> Boy, real sausage podcast we got going here. Real, real hog fest in here. What's up, Chris? How are you? Hey, what's up? What's going on, guys? What's up, Chris? I think you and I have not spoken before. Jeremy no. and I have done various stupid things together. That's true. <laughs> well, uh, nice, nice to meet you. I guess. Yeah. Fellow, fellow penis man. <laughs> fellow penis man. Oh, man. So we're going to keep you on for, like, just like we did with um, Eric and Roxy. We're going to do, like, a generalities, and then we'll get you to do some um, Fuck, Mary Hunts, of which I'm only seeing that we had two. I really thought we had a third. That's because we've done every character. 
Well, yeah, we fucked them all. The, the fuck Mary Hunt. Um, the first one we have is actually three different episodes. So enjoy that. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. I can um, already guess what three episodes. And then we'll uh, we'll let you sign off and you know do your where you can be found on the internet thing, and then we'll go through the the rest of the feedback with me and Chris. <clears throat> Absolutely. All right. Because it's a little weird when you have like a third party. Like reading somebody saying really good things about you, like that's a really strange thing to make people do. There we was, realize. <laughs> yeah, there was one season where we, I think, just we we kept the person on the whole time. It might have been Eric. I, th- I think it was Eric. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like this is weird. Eric is reading praise about us. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Very strange. Chris, Jeremy, I just want you to know that. You have done so much for me in my time of depression, and I wanted you to realize that it actually, it it takes me a while to just start the podcast some weeks because I know you're going to uplift me. That's what we're here. That's what we're in the business of doing, uplifting. (laughs) All right. I should probably close. Three penises rise in simultaneous unison. (laughs) Close Slack. Let me do a last minute check on emails. Let me turn my effing volume up. I can barely hear you, Jeremy. Um, where do we keep the notes? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's been two and a half years. <laughs> oh, I guess we do have some last-minute uh, feedback for Chris. <laughs> oh, for, for, for me? Yeah, specifically to you. <clears throat> what does that even mean? Am I supposed to ask my wife? Cause... No, I did not include the ask my wife stuff. Oh, no. Did you see any of that stuff, Fletch? Were you in, in the Discord when I was posting that? I did. Yeah. That's yeah, that was a thing. That was a whole thing. All right. No, this person is just... Compl- the more I thought about that, the, the more I thought, you know, that person probably thinks they're being a little bit more, like, tongue-in-cheek than, like, we're reading it as. Like, they probably thought they were just, like, goofing with their buds because they've listened to us, like, talk so much shit. But yeah. when we just read it, we don't know who they are. It's like, well, fuck you. <laughs> I will not ask my wife. <laughs> Leave my wife out of this. All right. So we had one more. My wife is a saint. She is a kind woman. Um, Jeremy, wait, where are the notes? Are they in... Um, they're in the feedback section on the Google Drive doc. They're in the feedback... Oh, there it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right next to Richard's intros. Right next to <laughs> season four in the threes. <laughs> Fletch, we've got, a, we've got a really great season 10 opener that we're just now... We're about to get the final copy of, and I'm very excited about it. Did I tell you about the fact that I planned to record one of those for you before I realized I was doing it to the entire wrong song and it would have to be thrown out? <laughs> what song did you do? <laughs> well, I started like whipping up lyrics and I had this beat in my head and then I realized, oh, that's not to carry on my wayward son. That's to the <laughs> Adams Family rap by MC Hammer. Oh, good. It's way different. It's way different. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I can't adapt these lyrics. This won't have the same flow. Maybe I can see if I we can had, get a um, Mike Eagle to rap the an Adams Family based oh, yeah. <laughs> supernatural song get. for us. <laughs> we had uh we had I guess this is spoilers, whatever. You're on the episode, you get to know. Jesse and Kay from the Salt Report podcast reading some feedback for us and like they're reading it and they're really confused as to what they're reading and at a certain point jesse goes oh this is supposed to be to the tune of carry on my way with john <laughs> yeah <laughs> jay wrote a whole thing in and um so i had them read it and uh they sent me they did it in like three takes and they sent me the entire file and i was like hey 
can I use this for outtakes? So we're actually going to have outtakes <laughs> from a different podcast in our outtakes, and I'm very excited about it. It's getting uh, wild. I have to finish editing the Evangelion outtakes this week because we're starting on the next season of that, and man, I forgot we said some heinous things. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you always forget what you say on a podcast immediately after you say after yeah. you say it. Well, especially podcast. especially outtake stuff, because I take notes about, like, Supernatural. So whatever that garbage, it, I, I can, I've done it twice, I can remember, but then I'll see stuff in the Discord of me, like, sh- screaming out, you know, nutting blood or whatever. I'm like, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> see, we have two tiers of outtakes. One is, oh, stupid tangents we go on that we save, because, yeah, we can put that in somewhere else. And then there's, oh, Chris or I are confessing to felonies. <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't want that. <laughs> it's like, can I can I edit around it? No, yeah. no, this is a really good story, but it has to go. <laughs> I think I'm going to get to meet Chris. I think he's coming to Duckfest. He is. He's he's bragging about it. I'm like, dude, I only listen to one show. I cannot justify that expense. <laughs> Uh yeah, it's uh it should be pretty exciting. I booked my I booked my tickets last week. So. Wow, nice. Me, Cole, and B Wade are splitting an Airbnb, which I think is going to be this the the weirdest situation I've ever put myself into. That's going to <laughs> That's... be a hell of a weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be a hog fest. Uh, it's gonna be. There's just a lot of sausage in that room, man. Just a lot of sausage. I want you. I want you riding around town all weekend in your Uber or whatever, making them honk the horn and just yelling "hog fest" out the win- at the window because it's the boys. You know, the boys they get up to no good. The boys are or in town day. for the first time. <laughs> they're not back in town. They're right. in town. For right. The they're not back in town, but they have arrived in town. <laughs> we just do the usual intro. We all say our names. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I'll do the. Oh yeah. I forgot to explain that. Uh, but you, I mean, you've heard the podcast. You know how this works. If yeah, I just need to hear you two to know what the rhythm is, and I'm good. Uh, if you uh, if you mess up, we'll just kick you out of the chat and do it our own, on our own. So no 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 pressure whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like you'll be the first people to do that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> oh. That was awesome. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you again for uh, letting me have this uh, spot back in season two of your show. <laughs> Not a problem at all. This, this a career always pays his debts. That's true. It is known. <laughs> it is known. It is known. <laughs> I don't want to think about which uh, which Lannister noted incest expert Jeremy Greer is right now. Jeremy's Cersei. It's been established. Jeremy is the Cersei of podcasting. Uh, you know, I was rooting for you in that final season. Yeah, yeah. Same, Jeremy. I went out. It was it was a shame how I went out, but I went out big. So, uh. all right, I will close this local track down, save it, and if you need it, just hit me up. Yeah, go ahead and uh, you can go ahead and send it to me. Um, you can. We yeah, I think I was cutting out a little during parts. So yeah, and I just I'm, I want to use Chris's local audio anyway. So um, yeah, local bones, local audio. Yeah, you know how it is. <laughs> local cosmos. You're not Banshee B. Actually, for, for my part of it, you guys both have sounded great this entire time. I may have cut out a little bit, but cool. I you okay, two. Okay, were... that might have just been a Discord thing. Yeah, yeah, you two are crystal clear for me the whole time, which is great. I'm a uh, all right. I'm DMing you my, the website and the email address to use, so you'll have that. Cool. I will throw a copy up on my hosting in case you need this backup. Awesome. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Have good talking good to you. One. Yeah. And yeah, I will see you around. Hopefully you on a show where we both stick our foot in our mouth left. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Anything. My crops are dying. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. uh, Goodbye. Later, Goodbye. Man.
this is the fuck. This is monster of the week. <laughs> Hold on, roll it back. Start over. <laughs> this is this is monster of the week. Saying Clarion of Plate Girl McNutt, her angelic Clarion call. Fuck me. Fuck. Okay, here we go. Silence for a second. Sucks about Kevin though. Demon Deem hype. <laughs> now to end the wait. Is this... No, that's you. Is... But I which think. one of me is it? <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> now to end the curse, all of you actually have all oh, fuck fuck. All you actually have to say is great feedback, Jay. This is Monster of the Week. Sang the clarion call of Plate Girl McNutt, her angelic chords ringing in the season 9 finale of Monster of the Week. I'm Gamer Fuel Chris, and it's leaking everywhere. It's with Chris and Jeremy, she continued. And I'm Jeremy Tiberius Greer, first of his name. Someone paid me to curse this pod. Jeremy, did you change the intro? Doug asked Chrisley. Just sacrifice this frog. <laughs> I figured it out. <laughs> so what could baby to curse this pun? It's being sang! Oh! <laughs> I don't know how we didn't figure that out Just earlier. Just sacrifice this frog. <laughs> <laughs> Should we start over? Yeah. <laughs>